Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's Boomer and Geo on The Fan and the CBS Sports Network. Coming to you live from the Build Forward Talk Studio, Boomer and Sison, Greg Giannotti. It's Boomer and Geo on the fan, simulcast across the country on CBS Sports Network. And wherever you are on the free Odyssey app, good Monday morning. What a nutso, unexpected, at least for me, so far, wild card, super wild card weekend. Everything I thought was going to happen did not. Everything I wanted to happen did not. We've got two games. Today, because of the moving of the Steelers and the Bills, and the biggest story has to be the absolute no-show from the Dallas Cowboys. I can I never in a million years, even with their history, would I think that they would come out at home and lay that egg. Dak Prescott can't win big games. Mike McCarthy can't win big games. Jerry Jones is going to die. All of these narratives around this team. And they come out and get their asses kicked by a team that nobody thought was any good. I mean, this wasn't even like a heartbreaking loss, 28-27, something like that, or what we saw with the Lions and the Rams last night. This was a full Lone boat race. Good morning, Boomer. How are you? Yeah, good morning, G. Uh, you know, um, I will say that I'm a little bit surprised at a, a few of the things that happened. But, you know, Mike McCarthy has one year left on his contract. And no coach wants to go into the final year of their contract as a lame duck. He's got so, to go. I mean, I mean that's, yeah, that's why everybody's talking about, uh, you know, he's got to go. This has got to happen. And by the way, one of his guys on his staff is one of the more popular guys. Uh, to be interviewed for a head coaching spot somewhere else, and that's Dan Quinn, the defensive coordinator. And I know that Dak threw an interception for a touchdown, and that's the killer. Joe Flacco threw them, threw two of them. That's a killer. But, I mean, Jordan Love just absolutely shredded and obliterated that defense. They could not stop uh, the Packers' offense. So Dan Quinn, the defensive coordinator, has got a lot to answer for, and I'm sure I can't wait to hear Micah Parsons' you know, podcast. Oh yeah, it'd be really interesting to hear that. Uh, the you know either today or tomorrow, whenever that comes out. But you know Joe Flacco, the bloom is off the rose. You know the interceptions came back to haunt him. The interceptions yesterday by Dak, and then you had two young quarterbacks and C.J. Stroud and Jordan Love, who basically played perfect games, and neither one attempted more than twenty-one passes. 
They were efficient. They were accurate. They were poised. They were they were terrific, and that's great. You love to see young quarterbacks come of age, and you know C.J. Stroud a little bit earlier than any of us could have ever expected. And then last night, you had an unbelievable game in Detroit, and that finally was a, a game that was somewhat competitive. And uh, I'll tell you what, Matthew Stafford is a tremendous football player. They just could not get in the end zone in the second half. And, you know, Jared Goff comes out the winner. But, you know, I think that the heavy lifting was really on Matthew Stafford's shoulder. And then one other thing I told Eddie as I was walking in here this morning, Tua cannot handle the cold weather. Just cannot. They have to have home field advantage. If they want to keep him as his quarterback, I would. There's no, there's not a lot of other alternatives out there. They have a great offense that lost to Tennessee basically derailed their season to have to go into Kansas City and go play in that weather. And you can see that Patrick Mahomes is basically weatherproof. He can play in any sort of conditions with any sort of players. And they finally have a wide receiver that's stepping up in Rasheed Rice. Yeah. Uh, so back to the Cowboys for a second, because I think that's going to be the the rubble that most people are sifting through today before we have two more games uh, starting at 430. And, and I know that there's a lot of fan bases that get very upset about guys that are successful and want them to be fired that we will defend and say, well, look, they've done this, they've done that, they've done this. You can't necessarily just kick a guy out because you can't get it done in the postseason. But what happened yesterday and, and where Jerry Jones is in his life and the way he was talking last night, I mean, I know Mike McCarthy has had three really good regular seasons, but they got to try something different. I mean, that was... I mean, they've won 36 games with Mike McCarthy. I know. I mean, three this years. Is... That reminds me of uh, Matt LaFleur up in Green Bay. They won 36 straight games. I think it was 36 games with Aaron Rodgers and and Matt LaFleur, and they couldn't. They kind of couldn't get over the hump. Well, yeah, I mean, they made it to a championship game, though, I think. Yeah, but they lost at home LaFleur. to Tampa Bay. Right, right, exactly. But they got at least that far, where the Dallas Cowboys have not been in a championship game since the mid-'90s. I mean, it is, it's crazy. So, yeah, I mean, Mike McCarthy and this offense and the way that Dak is playing and being in an MVP conversation for most of this year, yeah, I mean, all second. that is true. By but, the way, Dak Prescott was second-team All-Pro. Yeah, I mean, and all that is true. So that's when you know people will say, well, he's got to go. I mean, it feels right to say that this morning. There has been a lot of success there, but this is, this is as bad of a loss as you could possibly have at home, especially when this team was rolling at home the entire year. You know, they were off a little bit and you know you could see in a couple throws and and even the body language they were talking about it yesterday on the you know on the broadcast I thought they did a good job they they were talking about body language and something was off and Dak wasn't really that sharp and CD Lamb had that that look of disgust like you threw the ball behind me that kind of crap yeah juvenile crap is what it is but uh, I mean just like they were off offensively and you know, the numbers don't really tell the story because, you know, they did fight back late in the game when, you know, Matt LaFleur took uh, the uh, the pedal, uh, his foot off the pedal, I should say. But those those numbers don't mean anything. I mean, what means something is in the body of the game, they were getting their asses handed right. to them. <laughs> Holy crap. I mean, 27 I mean, to nothing. The, Aaron Jones is running the ball. And Jordan Love, I mean, he made some throws yesterday. And I know they kept comparing him to Aaron Rodgers. And all that. By the way, Green Bay made the right decision. You know, ten games with ten games left in the season, they asked the Green Bay general manager Brian Gutenkust, "What do you think about your quarterback?" And he goes, "Well, we got ten games to figure this out because they weren't sure." You know, seven games into the season, yeah. they weren't sure, and they wanted to see more from him. And this is a team, by the way, that lost back-to-back games to the Giants and the Bucks for God's sakes. 
They finish on a three-game winning streak in which they beat your Vikings mm-hmm. with Nick Mullins. Yep. They beat the Carolina Panthers with Bryce Young, and they beat the and they beat the um, Chicago Bears with um, Justin Fields. The last game to get into the playoffs, something that Aaron Rodgers couldn't do last year against Detroit. And then all of a sudden, Jordan Love comes out here, and he looks like the next great Hall of Fame quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, and he's had his ups and downs, as you talked about, but he was absolutely spectacular. And I. I mean, you got to give him credit. You can't just put it all on Dallas Cowboys defense not showing up. You, I mean, he's got to be. Some of those throws yesterday. I mean, it was incredible. Strange. Yes. I mean, I, I remember we were uh, texting. We were on a, a group thread with a Packers fan yesterday, and I, I used the word elite. I said that was an elite throw by that guy. Uh, that I mean, I was I was totally floored and impressed by him. And now you got to think, like, you know, does does Bill Belichick want to go to the Cowboys? Does Jerry Jones want to hand the keys to him? Can Bill Belichick work under Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones? Is that Something that is going to happen now? Uh, does Pete Carroll go there? Does Mike Vrabel go there? What happens, or does he stick with Mike McCarthy? It sounded to me, and I know Jerry's going to have the cuts. We'll hear it during the update. It sounded to me like like Jerry Jones was, was ready to, to do something because he was just flat-out devastated. He well, said it was point. the most disappointing loss in his ownership. Well, like I told you, there he has one year left on his contract. So something has to be done. Either a contract extension has to come, yeah, or you got to fire the guy and go in a different direction. All I know is that you could, you know, it's both. You know, Dak Prescott's just going to get eviscerated today. Yeah, you know that he yeah. was eviscerated last night, all over the place. Bad mm-hmm. play, can't win the big game. I, you know, I understand all that, but I will say that when you look at what Dak has done with Mike McCarthy as his offensive coordinator, you can't deny that at least in the regular season. And the fact that they got to the number two seed, but I get—I guess you know—in this day and age, that doesn't mean anything. All that means uh, something is that you have to win and you have to get over it, especially when you are a heavy favorite mm-hmm. and you're playing at home in, in a building where you are eighteen and one in your last nineteen games, yeah. and you had won eighteen in a row. <laughs> yeah, right. Of course. I mean, and just the way things happen. I mean, this is why when we were talking about this on Friday. You know, if the Cowboys lose, that's bad. But if they get blown out, which we don't expect, then Mike McCarthy has to be gone. And I think that's what everybody's saying. I mean, Mike McCarthy was asked about it directly after the game, and it's amazing how he's got this team to where they were and the path that they had, too. They would have had two home games. If they would have won this one, they had another home game. They were playing great at home. You could just see them ramping up and going into, excuse me, going into San Francisco for the NFC Championship game, and then they get their doors blown off. And all eyes are on that franchise now. It is uh, it, it is nuts. It and is the, absolutely nuts. The biggest winner is uh, or are the Detroit Lions. Yeah, because now yep. they get a home game and they will be playing the winner of tonight's game between the Bucks and the and Eagles. Both those teams stink. I mean, how great is that for the Lions, though? I mean, that was some game yesterday. I, I don't know that that was that was a great game that had all the. Well, finally, because all the other ones over the yeah, weekend the were terrible. Really stunk. And I mean, I was looking at the games that you know we picked last week. Yeah. So I, of course, I took the Browns with the minus two and a half. Yeah, so did I. Lost that one. Yep. Uh, I did take the Chiefs. I did not. I uh, lost that. Right. So I got that one. Yeah. Um, I got the Bills today. Yep. Same I did here. T- I did take the Cowboys. I, of course, I did too. Yep. I got the Rams plus. It was the Rams were plus three, right? Yes, the yeah that we we both picked them and we yeah, both got, got that, that right. That was the and, only and, one and I got. You right. and I both have the Eagles tonight. I don't have the Eagles. Oh, I have the Eagles. Yeah, you have yeah, the Bucks. Yeah. yeah, I took I took the Bucks. I don't know. I you know it's it's like it's all over the place. <laughs> I mean, it's everything's all over the place. So yesterday you sit there 
and we don't have a game because the game is postponed until today. Because of course, you, you had a game, you replayed a championship game, right? And we had and we had to stay. We stayed, you know. And we did a full on, you know, pregame show and everything, and then we had to do some cut ins during the championship. You have to game. go back today, uh, and have to go back today. That's right. I love it, man. Come I didn't on. even think about that. We're working. It's just the now. NFL. That's right. So yeah. I, I have to go back today. We will be on the air at 3.30 today. So we have another hour pregame show. Okay. And then the game starts at 4.30 up there in Buffalo. Why don't you just rerun yesterday's? Just do that. We can't do that. Just do no, that. No, no. We got to show rerun up, the whole thing. I, look, you know what? Everybody says, man, oh, you got to work. Look, you don't understand. It's like this is the best time of the year to be working. Yeah. This, this There's is like nothing you, else to do. We, you know what? We could not <laughs> wait. We could not wait to come in here this morning because we have all these things to talk about. Yeah. And we have all these job openings. And, of course, Gerard Mayo's got the job up in New England. So there's a lot of stuff going on up there in New England. Jim Harbaugh has now got a scheduled uh, appointment with the Los Angeles Chargers. We're all waiting to hear where Bill Belichick is going and whether or not Mike McCarthy is going to get fired. We are. We feel like Atlanta is the place for Bill Belichick because Arthur Blank, who's 81 years old, wants to win. They have a really good team. They need a quarterback. And they basically don't have a general manager, just like the Chargers don't have a general manager right now. So those are the two places where if you do go, you, you probably would have a lot more influence on player movement and things of that nature, which I think Bill Belichick would want. So there, there's a million stories going on right now. And then you think about the Detroit Lions and you think about, uh, you know, the Kansas City Chiefs and now today Buffalo and Pittsburgh and the snowstorm. And I think it's still going to be snowing today up in Buffalo. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And if you saw some of the video coming out of Buffalo, you understand why they moved the game. I was disappointed that they moved the game because oh, I didn't have to go, but I wanted to watch it on TV and the craziness. Obviously, if I was someone who had to work that game or play in that game or go to that game, I'd feel differently, but in the uh, friendly confines of my living room, I wanted to watch it, but I still think it's going to be a little bit uh, dicey up there today as well. And everything that I wanted to happen, as I mentioned, did, did not happen. I wanted the Browns to win. I thought the Browns would be a, a great story. If they went on a run, they got their asses handed to them. I, I hate the Packers and the Lions because I root for a team in that division. Uh, that's not them. They both won. You better get a quarterback. Oh, my there, man. God. It's just horrendous. You and better, then, you, your team needs a quarterback. I hate the Chiefs and Taylor Swift and her stupid custom uh, Kelsey jacket. Now they're moving on. My guy, Mike McDaniel, his team can't do anything in the cold. It can't, the offense doesn't do anything. Oh, just rough. You know, just who, rough. You know who made Taylor Swift's jacket, right? Yeah, it's uh, Kyle Juszczyk's uh, wife. Yeah, that's right. And yeah. uh, Brittany, Holmes had, Brittany Mahomes had hers on as well. Oh, did she? Because they're becoming besties. Yeah, just that's a bad look for Taylor Swift. I know you love that. That's a bad look for her. What do you mean? Well, she's the Brittany Mahomes. It's just not. What do you mean? Nobody likes her. That's it's been I mean, documented. She's just a she with the screaming and the pouring of you know the champagne on the fans and the way that she acts and her being best friends with Jackson Mahomes who we know was a creep. Like all of those, that just Taylor Swift's got to have better company than that. Like I would just. But listen, being being close to the quarterback's wife is important. That's important. Well, they're, they're moving on, so well that'll yes. still be a thing. So. I mean, ugh, this, so this, now, so far, this football season. Ugh. So now next week, we at CBS, if uh, the Bills win, we'll have Kansas City at Buffalo next Sunday at 630. That'll be a good one. And if the Steelers win, uh, then, of course, we will we uh, will have uh, we'll still have the Buffalo game, but it will be. Who is it? Well, it won't be the Buffalo game because the Steelers would have beaten no, the, yeah, the Bills. No, I'm just trying to think. Who is 
Why am I, why am I blanking on this? Okay, I'm not. I'm not sure. You're not helping me. Well, I, how am I supposed to help you? This is your thought. This is your thing. Well, it would. You, be you're bringing up the Texans. It would be Texans at the Ravens. At the Ravens. That's right. Okay. Texans. No, no. It'd be the Steelers at the Ravens. Yes. It would be the Steelers at the Ravens. Yes. Okay. So there you go. And uh, Steelers Ravens has got a, a a ring to it, of course. But I think I'd rather see, and I'm sure CBS would rather see. The Bills and the Chiefs. You want to see Patrick and Josh go. That's what you want. And you'd finally, like, if you're Buffalo, if you can win today, you finally say, we finally have Kansas City in our building Mm -hmm. for for a playoff game. Yeah, a little big-time revenge spot there. That would be a good one. But, I mean, it would be nice to see the Bills play well and then be a team that everybody expects them to be, unlike the, uh, the Dallas Cowboys or the Cleveland Browns, some of these other teams that everybody was rallying around, at least I thought would play well. I, I can't see the Bills... Having a dud today, but I did not see that happening to the Cowboys. I certainly didn't see it happening to the Browns either. So I'm the, I am not touching either of these two games today from a betting standpoint because I have been ice cold, been way off on this stuff. You know, well, you know, way off. Uh, I, I was thinking like what what's interesting about like the Miami Dolphins is I thought their defense played pretty damn good. I mean, all things considered, all, all the injuries, like, yeah, you know, seven guys missing from the team, Ugh. and you got. <laughs> They're blitzing like their asses off in the red zone, and Kansas City really didn't have an answer for it. I was shocked. Mm. I was shocked that like Andy Reid had to know that Vic Fangio was going to be blitzing like he was blitzing, and they just kept Patrick Mahomes back there trying to navigate you know all these guys coming at him. A couple times he runs and smashes his helmet. His helmet breaks. Yeah, that was unbelievable. I'd never seen that before. Obviously, I was thinking that. Back when we played, we used to ha- have a guy on defense that would have a helmet size that you would have. So I think my helmet size was like Tim Crumrise. So he and I would, <laughs> if something happened to one of our helmets, we'd have to give the helmet to the guy on defense. Yeah. But, you know, that was pre the quarterback communication device. Yeah. So, so Right. Which is it's so critical now. Right. And his second helmet didn't look like it fit on his head. <laughs> It looked like when Al puts on one of my Terps helmets hit back here. Al, come in here for a second. <laughs> That's what it looked like. I yeah, maybe I think one of these helmets back here would fit his head. But take you want to try the white one this time? Yeah, I think no, I would hope so. I would think that most helmets would fit Al's head. At least to be able to get it in there because he's got he's got the the tiny. You don't head. need. That's fine. You don't have to pull that up. Just, just think I can get this there. You, you go. You can? Oh yeah. Yeah, nice Is and that, easy. That worked. Yeah. Look at that. Let me see. He's got his Buccaneers sweatshirt on today, supporting his Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Feels good. Yeah. How's that? <laughs> How's that? Still hurts, doesn't it? How's that? Still hurts. hurts. That doesn't hurt. Yes, it does. That's a new helmet. <laughs> if uh, you're not watching on TV, Boomer smacked Al in the head and is now punching him in the uh, nether region. Welcome back to work, Al. He's fine. He's good. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. All right, Boomer GL on the fan in CBS Sports Network. Feels strange for a Monday to have two playoff games on it. And that's what we've got for 30 today on CBS. You've got the Steelers and the Bills, and you get the Monday night game we're all expecting. Uh, with the Eagles and the Buccaneers, but a lot to sift through from the last couple of days, and Jerry Recco is here to tell oh! us about it. Uh, what, is, what is up, Jerry? Sorry, sorry Jerry. That's, no, I'm good. I didn't play. We're brought to you by Jack Pocket. Order official state lottery games on your phone. You know when uh, we were kids, you would play touch football in the street? Sure. And like nine kids would show up, but we didn't want to have the automatic quarterback. We thought they might favor one side or the other, so we'd play five on four. Yeah. Yes. It seemed like yesterday at one point the Cowboys were playing 9 on 11. First and 10 football at the 38 of Dallas. Play action and bootleg left, half bootleg. Got now throw back got the other way. He's got him wide open. Down the right yes, side. Musgrave. Touchdown. Touchdown. Luke Musgrave. And a dagger. Yeah, I mean, that was like, that's a great play, though. That is a great play. And they called it right at the right time. They got right caught him in. Caught him in man coverage. It looked like he had a couple guys in the penalty box. It was like oh. five on three. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Tell me about it. I don't know if it was Jordan Lewis. I forget who it was. They showed on the replay. He went with the wrong guy. Yes, He's exactly. He's running free. Oh, look you at suck. This. So yeah. you, run, you run plays like this because you're going to catch him in man coverage. In other words, you have a pre-snap understanding that this is what they do at this part of the field. And Matt LaFleur made a great play call. Great play call. I mean, he had time to stop and come back to an underthrown ball and then still get in the end zone from 15 yards yep. out. That's how open he was. That was uh, Packers radio with the call. That made it 41-16. If you didn't turn it off at that point, the Packers would score again to go up 48-16, and they would wind up winning 48-32. Um, here was Matt LaFleur. His team was a seven-point underdog. So what? I think there's a little bit of freedom with that in terms of how you go out and play and, you know, these guys, uh, they went for it, and that's that's exciting to see. Yep, they went for it, and they got it. Jordan Love made some really good throws in this game. Um, his stats, 272, three touchdowns, didn't make any mistakes, and just doesn't listen to the critics in year one as a starter. Uh, I think it's just noise on the outside. Um, I think that's the way everybody looks at it in the locker room, just outside noise. Um, we're not worried about it. You know, We keep coming out here and uh, you know showing what we're about, so... That's all we're going to do. Yeah, his last 10 games, you know, basically gave the Packers the answer to the question. Is he good enough to lead the team? And his last 10 games of the regular season plus this playoff game basically says, yeah, he's the guy. Here was uh, Mike McCarthy. Why was Love so successful on this day? Clearly the, the best thing they did, uh, in my opinion, coming in was the deep play action game. And then, you know, obviously the, the protection was there. Um, he was able to buy time, extend plays. And, uh, you know, we just... Um, you know, we gave up too many of them. Oh. You're a complete buffoon. <laughs> oh, wow. So, Jerry, you're a big Cowboy fan, voice of the Cowboys, the whole thing. Yes. Your recommendation to Jerry Jones? I would say you move on. 
Time to move on. I would move on. Would yes. you move on from the quarterback as well as the coach? I like Dak. I wouldn't. I I know. And I know he threw two interceptions yesterday, and the second one was a killer. I ended, But I I like the guy. And tell me who's going to play quarterback then. Like you know who could coach. There's a lot of guys out yes, there. With, and that's part of this. Yeah. And But who's going to play quarterback is a much bigger question if you move on from it's Dak Prescott. It's always the hardest thing I to agree. do is to figure out, okay, give me the alternative to who you want as the quarterback. And I don't have one. And I, I like him as quarterback. I do know this is a year where we are chock full of really good coaching candidates. Next year might not be the same. You want Bill Belichick? Yeah. I'm Belichick, Who Carol, do you want? Who's on Rabel, the top of your Dion, list? Okay. Those four. Dion? I've said that for oh, Sportsman okay. of the year, man. I have said that forever. Jesus, I think Dion. they would play for yeah, Okay. Him. Well, that you're asking me. I gave you my four. All right. I'm not saying he's my first pick, but he would be on the list. Yes, absolutely. Brable's, uh, Brable's an interesting one. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that he's going to get a job right away, and whoever gets him is going to be very lucky. I just wonder if they want to go in that direction. Like, if Bill Belichick wants to coach the Cowboys, then he'll get the job. I you just don't. Think. I just. Is he going to want to deal with ownership being that hands-on? I will say one thing. They have built a very good team. They have a lot of good players in that team. And, you know, he has a quarterback and he has a wide receiver, something that he hadn't had in, in New England since Tom Brady left. Yeah, that's that picture of Mike McCarthy where I see, he looks like the autopilot, the blow-up autopilot from the movie Airplane. Yes. <laughs> it just it gets me every time uh, with the suit and the tie and everything. Here was Dak. Uh, why so bad on this day? Yeah, I mean, frustrated, as you just said, is the, the great word my, for my play. Uh, the way that we came out here and we, we started this game uh, and then just shocked, honestly. Yeah. Your ass sucks. <laughs> this is going to be all Jesus, day. Jesus, Jerry, you got you to gotta calm down. <laughs> I can't go through this the whole day. Here was, well, talk to Eddie. Here was Jerry Jones. He was asked about Mike McCarthy's future afterwards. And by the way, he looked shell-shocked when he met the media. The only thing that was on my mind almost this entire game was not an analysis of our strategy, not an analysis of the play. It was, do we get to play here again next week? You do not. No Christ, you might as well just dig the hole right now and go lay in it and get the dirt shoveled on top of you. It's wow. over. Right. Right. Is that Jerry Jones you're talking <laughs> <No>. about? <laughs> and he's just or is that, uh, or, or is that Mike McCarthy you're talking no, about? Come on. That's just wow. No, that's Eddie having fun. Uh, there has been a lot of reaction, as you can imagine. Good for the Packers, bad for the Cowboys. One bad for the Cowboys would be Chad Ochocinco on his Nightcap podcast. Well, that was really disappointing. I was excited. I- I'm ready for that. The mother get to the goddamn promised land and get all these motherfuckers off his back. God, I mean, y'all forgive me for cursing. Y'all stay with me for a little bit now because I'm upset. <laughs> I find him very funny. So, yeah, so there you have it. So the Packers move on. They'll play the 49ers coming up this weekend. Then last night you had Matthew Stafford back, but it was Jared Goff and the Lions that sealed the victory. There's Goff back, looking, looking, throws. It is caught. I'm in Ross St. Brown. First down. That's going to do it. That's going to do it. That's going to do it. Jared Goff delivers against his former team. Now all they have to do is take a knee three times, and this game will be over. <laughs> <laughs> Very excited. Yes. Uh, Lions Radio with the call. 24-23. I saw an interesting stat. They said Goff, who was 22 of 27, was 22 for 22 without pressure. And he was 0 for 5 when he went. But 22 for 22 when they didn't uh, get anywhere All near right, Let me ask you a question. You watch this game. Who would you rather have at quarterback, Matthew Stafford or Jared Goff? <sighs> 
I mean, I know Goff's younger, but I I would take for one game. I'd still take Stafford. Stafford's a man. man. Yeah, he's. I mean, they just couldn't get in the end zone in the second half. They were down there four times. I know, and they just couldn't get down. And you know, they were too predictable, as Chris Collinsworth was talking about last night. I thought they would have a few other plays drawn up that they can maybe you know crisscross, mismatch, and it looked like Matthew was kept kept looking for Cooper Cup, you know, down there. Yeah, and they had that third and four that turned into a third and 14 and knocked him out of field goal range, that holding penalty on Hutchinson that I didn't think was a holding penalty, but... None of us did. I mean, that was... uh that was a killer. That was an absolute killer for them. And they were only down you know, one at that point. I, and I will say, however, when they needed the first downs there at the end of the game and they were throwing it, Matthew uh, Jared Goff made the plays. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you remember they traded uh, for Stafford, the Rams did, because they didn't think they were good enough with Goff. So here was Dan Campbell giving a game ball to Goff after the 24-23 win. Okay, I'll I just say it like this. Right? Hey, you're good enough for Detroit, Jared. Yeah. And so they uh, went I mean, nuts for him. I mean, they got rid of him and then won the Super Bowl the next year. Yeah, I know. It kind of worked out for the Rams, didn't it? <laughs> and it's still working out for the Rams. <laughs> what is he totally talking about? Here's Goff. The support from the fans pretty incredible on this night. Yeah, they were they were on their game today, and um, that's not a, a, a no slouch D line over there. And um, anytime ninety nines on the other side, you got to be on your game. And um, they were today, man. They were they were great and uh, came to play and came to win. Touchdown runs for David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs. Sam Laporta, who did play, had a touchdown catch in this game, and Amar. Amon Ross St. Brown, seven catches for a buck ten. Here was Sean McVay. What do you take from the season? More than anything, just the appreciation and the gratitude is what, uh, you know, what sticks out to me about this team. And, um, you know, hats off to the Lions for finding a way to be able to get it done. I got nothing but respect for that group. And so now, because the Cowboys lost, Detroit gets another home game coming up this weekend where they will get the winner of tonight's game between Tampa and and Philadelphia, and um, that'll be the second part of the double dip today. First, here's Nick Sirianni uh, on this game in Tampa. Let's get bad ending to the season for sure. Let's get this postseason going. The energy and the uh, juice in this building today of of being here and, and the playoffs again. Uh, we're really excited. I can't. We can't wait. We can't wait to be in this game and uh, you know against a really good opponent. But yeah, well, we shall see. No AJ Brown in this game. Here's Baker Mayfield. The approach from him and his club. For me, it's you know it goes back to how can we just move the chains? You know, staying. You know, when we have our shots, take them, but uh, stay ahead of the chains, especially against a team like this that has a great front. They're aggressive uh, and it allows the secondary to play aggressive as well. So I mean, it would be great for him to win and the Browns go home, right? Yeah, sure. I mean, that's that's the ultimate indignity, what happened to him in Cleveland. And had to go, you know, obviously to Carolina, then the Rams, and now the Bucks. But he bet on himself, and he got his team to the playoffs, and he filled some pretty big shoes, by the way. Yeah, Tom Brady, of course. But they looked really bad offensively in the last game that they played. Against Carolina, and yeah. he's And he hasn't been healthy himself. So it's it'll be a tall order, but the the Eagles just I mean I I got to see them wake up before I could pick them. No AJ Brown today. Yeah, I know. And by the way, he scrubbed all his uh, you know social media stuff. I don't know if that means anything to you. Scrubbed all the Eagles stuff off it. I think he scrubbed everything. And everything scrubbed. Yeah, I think it was an everything scrub. Hmm. All right. On Instagram, can you check? I can check. So you're, that's... you're good at that. You seem to be very very good at checking things like that. What uh, was it? Instagram? You said. I think everything. I think all of it's social media. Somebody said he scrubbed it. Scrubbed it. That's the late game. The first game, which is on CBS, is the Steelers and the Bills in Buffalo. It is supposed to eighty percent chance of snow from four to six. 
uh, and 25-mile-an-hour winds. So better than it was this weekend, but still not going to be great. Yeah, we go on at 3.30 today. Okay. And the game well, starts at 4.30. Hour. Yeah, oh, hell yeah, baby. We got a lot of stuff to discuss. I, yes, yes, you do. We have I, to discuss, like, just like we're discussing here, we're going to have to redo this again this yes. afternoon, and I'm going to have to deal with Phil and Coach. I understand. Uh, by the way, games on the radio will be on 660 a.m. starting at 4 o'clock. Can so I just say this? Okay. I, I thought that uh, the NBC broadcast, even Peacock, okay, uh, those guys did a great job. I thought Coach... Uh, Jason Garrett was good. I, I think he's outstanding. He I was agree. like, get Tyree Kill involved in the game. You got to get your best player involved in the game. Next series, boom, they get the they got their their player involved. They got the Tyree Kill involved. And Todd Blackledge and Noah Eagle are great. Mm-hmm. Did a good job. Really good. I mean, like the game is not about those guys when they're doing it. It's about, it's about the, game. the game, right? It's really it's kind of nice. Yeah, I couldn't figure out at first that that was Noah Eagle. I was totally confused. And I'm like, who is this on NBC? Is this Tom Hammond? That's what I thought it was at first. The guy does the horse racing. And then finally they identified themselves. And I was like, wow. I mean, Noah Eagle sounds like he's 50 years old. He does. He's no longer, obviously, no longer a kid, young man, and very good at what he does. And by the way, Ian was doing Westwood one for that same game. Yeah, I know his son had the better job. I was, was a little <laughs> confused with that, but I guess, you know, Ian can't work for NBC, but that's right. He's a well, CBS guy. What I don't understand is everybody else can work for everybody else. Yeah, why can't Ian do the NBC game and yeah. have Noah do the Westwood One game? Don't have to. And Noah was great. He and Todd were yeah. really good, really good. Kept in by Steiner in deep. Yeah, that was Lafreniere after the goal by Artemi Panarin. Two goals in the first period, stood up. Rangers beat the Capitals 2-1. Sam Rosen on MSG. Peter Laviolette on the goaltending. Igor Shosturkin, 24 saves on 25 shots. I think it was important for Igor to give us a good game, and I thought he did. Again, I thought we I thought we did a better job in front of him than maybe his last start, where we, I don't think we did a very good job. We could have tightened some things up and been Which I think better. Uh, yeah, you said that, too. I, I did 100%. Yeah, so here, here's the thing. Laviolette gets to coach the All-Stars. Congratulations yes. to him. Uh, the, the other thing, uh, you know, what, what I'm thinking about this is yesterday, you guys, I don't know if you were watching CBS or not, and the replay of the Bengals and Kansas City Chiefs AFC Championship game from last year, I had this... This game on the big screen at the CBS studio. Oh, oh, nice. It was awesome. That's great. Yeah, it was like, great. like you were there. <clears throat> like, yeah. I mean, it was great to watch it on that big screen, man. It was ridiculous. Rangers snap a four-game losing streak with the win. You got the Devils in Boston today. Tonight, the Islanders skate in Minnesota. Knicks play the Magic at 3. The Nets home for the Heat tonight on 101.9 FM at 720. College basketball. Rutgers lost to Michigan State. Car in the lane. Lefty hook no good. Got his own rebound. Put back good in the foul. Michigan State opening it up right now to a 17-point lead. And that was after That's Rutgers a great was call. winning by one. That's a great him? call. They should, I'll tell you what, they should probably hire him it more often. <laughs> well, no, that's more. nice. Don't have to worry about the conflicts anymore with Jerry. <laughs> right. After the Cowboys well, bowed out. By the way, would have had one this morning because they had plane trouble and they don't I don't think they got in until about midnight. Oh wow. Oh, the game was at noon yesterday. Wow. Yeah. Tough day for uh Carlin. How but, about yeah. Maryland? Maryland won. Big I was game gonna say yesterday. beat Illinois. Very good win because in the first half they didn't look so good. Right. And that second half they were outstanding. So they upset number ten Illinois on the road yesterday. Uh number four UConn beat Georgetown, St. Peter's beat Manhattan, and you got Columbia at Yale tonight. 
baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. Wildcard weekend got started with the Browns getting beat down by the Houston Texans. And when people talk about the Jets and the Giants and the draft and quarterbacks in any particular franchise, and people say, man, it's just such a crapshoot. You don't know. Look at all these quarterbacks that come out and are nothing. And we've seen guys here like Sam Darnold and Zach Wilson. And there's guys like in the past, like Achilles Smith and Jamarcus Russell and all these names. Over and over and over again. And why would you tank? Because it's such a crapshoot. And the reason the reason why you do, and the reason why you think about this, and this conversation comes up every year, because there is a C.J. Stroud out there. And there's probably going to be another one this year. You don't know which one particularly could, could it's going to be. Could be two or three of them. But they're out there. And they change your franchise immediately. And no other position in sports can you completely in all team sports, maybe the NBA, but even those guys take a little bit longer to kind of mature, but completely change the trajectory of your franchise from a football and a business standpoint, like a guy like that playing quarterback. Who, um... Who ah? What about uh, like Josh Allen? You drafted him. Oh, yeah. Look at what he did for the Buffalo Bills. It took a little, it took a little while because he yeah. was rambunctious, and he still is. He still plays on the edge, and uh, but he's built for any sort of weather, much like Patrick Mahomes. You know, the interesting thing about Jordan Love and Patrick Mahomes is that they got to sit and they got to watch professionals in front of them. Yeah. You know, Patrick only for a year, Jordan for three years, and you know, Jordan looks he throws the ball just like. Aaron Rodgers does. I mean, it looks the same off the, you know, and, and everybody does their games. They show you how many times he's up off the ground with both feet off the ground and he's throwing it. He's got such a strong arm that he's got the capability of doing that. But that comes from watching Aaron Rodgers for three years. So, um, you know, well, CJ Stroud didn't watch anybody. He went no, out there and, and did it. I have to say that when you see CJ Stroud on the field, and this is like still drives me crazy about Carolina. I don't know what the hell they were looking at. Physically, physically, C.J. Stroud looks like he belongs. Yeah. When you watch Bryce Young play in Carolina, you're like, this kid should still be in high school. Or playing behind the best offensive line in college at Alabama. Because he is not physically ready to play in the NFL. Now, hopefully this offseason, he'll do what Tua Tunga Bailoa did when he you know, kept getting hurt and really worked on his lower body and made sure that he had a strong base and everything else like that. I mean, it, the physical maturity aspect of C.J. Stroud compared to Bryce Young is like somebody didn't know what they were doing in Carolina. Yeah, and it probably, and at least from what everybody kind of reports without saying it directly, it probably was the owner's influence more than anything uh, that, that led the Carolina Panthers to Bryce Young over C.J. Stroud. And obviously it is the... The, uh, the Panthers' loss and the Texans' gain as they have this kid who is just as 
as impressive as a, as a rookie quarterback as we've seen in the last number of years. The amazing thing is, is the trade that they made with the Browns for Deshaun Watson. Yeah. And the just the return that they got on that trade. And they still have the Browns' first-round pick this year. And think of it. They're missing Tank Dell. Yeah. Tank Dell is one of their best wide receivers now. Nico Collins has taken over nicely. But they are going to be loaded now for the next four or five years. And they could probably concentrate mainly on defense now. You know, with the draft and, you know, maybe they bring in a couple more offensive linemen to protect C.J. But, I mean, do you see that kid standing in the face? And a couple times he got hit. I think he only got hit like three times in a game. But each time he got hit, he completed the pass. Yeah, it's something we talked about in the middle of the year about some of the coordinators that would be talked about for head coaching jobs. And we mentioned uh, Bobby Slowick and what he was doing with C.J. Stroud. I mean, that those... Uh, calls are going to be louder and louder and louder the the longer he hangs yeah, around the postseason and plays like this. I, I worry about stuff like that because these guys are unproven as leaders of men. Can they call plays? Can they design plays? Can they get the best out of a rookie quarterback? For sure. But can they stand up in front of a team and get your defense to react the way that your young quarterback reacted for you? I Those are the questions that I always have. And I, and I always ask Coach Cower again, like, what does it take to be a head coach? He goes, you've got to be 100% a leader of men, and you've got to be able to separate yourself from that coordinator stuff. You know, when you're a coordinator and you're working with a player, you know, it's completely different than when you're the head coach and you're telling the coordinator that this player is not playing well, we need to do something with him. And it's it's a different kind of communication. So I, I would always be just very, very wary of the – I don't know, just the, the offensive coordinator that we really don't know too much about. Now, Slowick has been in coaching his entire life. He knows what's going on. He's very organized, I'm probably sure. I just don't know really his his personality, his aura, and does he have the leadership qualities to really truly become a head coach in the NFL? Well, he's going to get the opportunities to get himself in front of people, and that's really going to be the difference. I mean, and this this year that the Texans offense has had is going to allow him to, to sit in front of general managers and owners and teams that are, are looking for their next head coach, and he'll have to prove that in that room. I mean, I, I've never seen an interview with him. I don't know. I just know how this league works, especially on the offensive side of the ball, and if you are a an offensive coordinator that has got a good offense in this league, you're going to get a lot of interviews. It's like Ben Johnson for uh, Detroit. Yep. Same thing. Now, uh, you know, the interesting thing is, it's like, I don't know, if David Tepper comes to me and says, hey, you know, here's your five-year, $100 million deal, uh, then I would take it. But if he's like a nickel and dime, I am not going anywhere near that franchise. <laughs> and I know these guys all want to become head coaches. They yeah. all believe that they have the elixir, the answer. Here's the one thing right now that Gerard Mayo's got going for him up in New England because he is the first new head coach that has been named. He now has the ability to go out there and hire any coach he wants. There are about 150 coaches that are available right now. So you could go get the guys that you want. And what's going to be interesting up in New England is I think, you know, they're separating the head coach now from, you know, the GM. There really isn't a GM. And there may not be a GM. Yeah, there's guys that were helping are still hanging around there. Well, that part of it looks like it's going to stay together. But now Gerard Mayo is going to be able to you know put his staff together. It'll be interesting to see if he brings Josh McDaniels back to New England or 
Does Josh McDaniels, if he wants to continue to coach, does he go with wherever Bill Belichick goes next? Well, if I am an owner and I'm talking to Bill Belichick, all the respect in the world to Bill Belichick, but I'm telling him, if you're coming here, Josh McDaniels has to as well because that is the best that your offense has looked and you you screwed it up with Matt Patricia and Joe Judge that one year. You got too cocky, and Bill O'Brien came in. He couldn't fix the mess. It's got to be with Josh McDaniels. Well, reports out of New England were that Bill O'Brien wanted to blow the whole thing up when he got there. And now, Meaning, <clears throat> like like the offense, the oh the entire offense. right. Okay. And the other thing too is that came out of New England this week is that Bill Belichick wasn't all that keen on Mac Jones coming out of college. That he allowed his uh, his personnel gurus. To make that decision. Of course. That's like a little cover-your-ass spot as you're walking out the door, right? Yeah, well, that's, I'm just telling you what's out there. I'm yeah. not saying whether or not it's accurate. I'm just telling you what I've read. That's the, yeah, that's interesting. Let's float that out there. I didn't really want this guy who sucked. <laughs> but when he, you <laughs> he know, when they took him to the playoffs first that first year, when they took him to the playoffs the first year, Mac Jones, I don't think anybody was saying that then. No, that and that was with Josh McDaniels. That's right. All right, Boomer and Geo coming to you live from the Bill Ford Tough Studio on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. I have never had, even though I had a really good year with the picks in the regular season, I've I've never been, I've never trusted myself less than I do right now picking NFL games after this weekend. I mean, I was so far off. The only thing I got right was the the Rams, and that was more of like an emotional. I didn't want the Lions to win type of uh, call than anything else. Like I, I want to say, and I felt like this, that the Bills were going to very easily beat the Pittsburgh Steelers because no T.J. Watt, Mason Rudolph on the road, bad weather. That offense has stunk most of the year. I can't imagine they're going to go in there and, and play great on the road. I, I feel like the Bills win this game 31-10. But I, I can't say that anymore with any sort of confidence because I was dead. I, w- I couldn't have been more So wrong. what were you, one and three? Yes, but I was like two and bad. two. You were one and three, but bad. Like I was, I had the Browns going to the goddamn Super Bowl. They got their yeah, asses I know. kicked. You know the, the one thing I will say about Joe Flacco, and there were a couple of balls he threw that would he ripped in there, and they looked great. Yeah, he, he can't move. But what happened to that defense? He, I know, I know that. But he just, by the way, but when you give up two pick sixes, that I game's know. going to get away from you relatively quickly. Um, but you know, like you could see he can't move and you could see the difference between he and CJ Stroud. And that's the other thing about the Packers. You know, the Packers are a real young team, as they kept pointing out yesterday. They're a real young team. And that's that's kind of where the, the game is going. You know, and teams like the Bears who are loaded, Houston now is loaded, they got great draft picks. Uh Arizona, if uh Kyler Murray continues to grow and I think they're gonna stay with him. They have a ton of draft picks. A lot of these teams can fortify their rosters now with younger players. But it, it may take time for those younger players to figure out what the hell they're doing. And I think that's kind of what's gone on with the Packers. Because how do you explain the Packers losing to the Giants? <laughs> can you explain that to me? Uh, no. That team well, they were a different team. They were a different team. Yeah, they are a different team. Totally that, different team. And this is also a team, by the way, the Packers traded Rasul Douglas to the Bills in the middle of the season. That's right, yeah. And Rasul Douglas, uh, I, I, he may have made second-team All-Pro. I'm not sure. So he's a defensive back. They traded him away. They had the Jair Alexander crap where he goes out and, you know, for the coin toss when he wasn't supposed to, and then they have to suspend him for a game. Yep. I mean, so there was a lot of things going on with the Packers, but then you see their quarterback play the way he plays. And the great thing about them right now is they don't have that pain-in-the-ass wide receiver that has to have the ball all the time. 
and who's doing all the gyrations on the sideline and pissing off the quarterback and the offensive coordinator and the head coach because they don't really have a standout guy. No, they do not. <clears throat> and by the way, speaking of wide receivers like that, you asked earlier about A.J. Brown and the scrubbing of the social media. It was Instagram, and he didn't scrub all of it. He scrubbed everything football-related and Eagles-related as well, which is sort of the same thing. <clears throat> But that's what he did. All right. Well, so I don't know what the hell. Why? Did, I, don't, I don't know. Passive aggressive. Yeah, but yeah, it's, what it's, could, a C-Lo, it's a CeeLo effect. I'm telling you. Ever since CeeLo. That's what he's he doing. CeeLoing is exactly what he's doing. Yeah. But I wonder, like, what is the issue now? Like, I, I understand they've been bad, but he's hurt. Does you know, he want to play and they're not letting him play? I think we interviewed him for the NFL today, I think like three or four weeks ago. He was pleasant as all. He was great. Nate went to go interview him. He was great. Nate came back and said, man, he's really into it. and Everything's good. You know, you could see that he gets a little frustrated on the sideline. The other thing that happened, I believe that he thought he was going to be an all-pro selection. And right at the end, Amon Ross St. Brown mm. basically became the third wide receiver that became an all-pro, first-team all-pro. And there's probably something in his contract where there's more money or whatever. And I, there could be. I'm not sure. He was second team All Pro, but uh, you know that could have something to do with it. I mean, Amon Rossi Brown had a great season. Like nobody even knows because he plays for Detroit, but he had a tremendous season. No, 115 I mean, receptions. No, I, I think people know, especially in the fantasy football world that we live in, and gambling and over under receiving yards. I mean, people. He is. Uh, He's one of the greats in the game right now at that position. So I think I think most people know. But that's I mean that's just so silly with these guys. But I guess this is the it's a big BMO. deal. I mean I like so no, no no I'm, I'm saying scrubbing of the social media. Oh, now, I, okay. he, being upset about being an old pro, I get it. But like I'm going to scrub my social media over that. That's right. what he's doing. Like, just, there were a couple of guys that were not even uh, didn't even make the Pro Bowl that made all pro. And I I remember you know as I'm a voter for this. Yeah. And um, I can tell you who I voted for. and, and um, You're allowed to do that? Now I am, but I can't tell you who the awards go to, like the MVP, the Coach of the Year, the Rookie of the Year. You know the answers to that? I don't know the answers oh, okay. to that. I only right. know who I voted for. Oh, okay, I got gotcha. you. <clears throat> but um, I think we could all think we know who's going to win, but we're not sure yet. Well, especially the MVP right now. It's got to be Lamar Jackson after the way he ended the season, I would imagine, as he right. gets his second one. But I, but I, take, I take it all very seriously. You know, you take it because I know what it means for a guy's resume. Yeah. And the amount of stuff that you have to go through, the amount of information. And, you know, I if there's ever, like, if I feel like I have a tie between two players at a, at a particular position, I'll look at the overall team. And I'll say, let's say I'm looking at two left guards. Yeah. And one team has the best rushing team in football, and the other team's maybe 10th. That may be the, the ultimate deciding factor. You know, and the amount of and, and the amount of snaps that each guy's played. What about the Walter Payton Man of the Year? Uh, I don't, I don't vote for that anymore. Oh, you don't? No, I, okay. I used to. That that the amount of information that they give you now on the thirty-two. I mean, you showed me a couple years ago. I, I I was overwhelmed. I mean, I you felt guilty not picking somebody. Yeah, because every single one of them deserves to win. Right, and that's like I always tell you, like 95% of the players in the NFL go back to their hometown communities or work within their city that they're playing in with some sort of charitable foundation, no matter what it is, but they all get involved. And then every now and again, you got a guy that, you know, does something stupid, and that's the headline. Yeah. And that's unfortunate because that's not who the collective group of men are 
that play in the NFL. Why don't you vote for that anymore? Because as a past winner of the Walter Payton Man of the Year, she got like a lifetime vote, right? I I, I would, but I I just I said I just I couldn't. Oh, you do told it. him. Oh wow, I couldn't do it anymore. Oh, all right, I got you. It's just the the amount of paper and stacks and and every, what everybody yeah. was doing. Like I remember, I JJ uh, Watt won it the year that the Super Bowl was in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And I remember talking to JJ before the game, and I said, "Congratulations!" And I'm like, "Holy God, his resume was like so long." And that was what in the middle of the hurricanes and That's all that right, stuff yep. down in Houston. And I just couldn't believe that you know here's this great player who's going to be defensive player of the year, who's also doing all this stuff and raising all this money. And I said, "So uh, how'd you do raising all that money?" He goes, "What a pain in the ass!" Like, <laughs> it is because you got to be able to figure out where to send the money, and you yeah. want to make sure the money has the biggest impact. Sure. And then and he laid his entire being into that. So that's why he was man of the year. It was kind of an easy vote that year because of what he was able to do. Let's go to Nick, who is in Lindenhurst. What's going on, Nick? Good morning. Uh, good morning, gentlemen. How are you on this a Monday? Good, Nick. Nicky, so what are you, a Cowboy fan? Um, yeah, suffering Cowboy fan since 2006. My first Cowboy game from memory is Tony Romo, botched hold against mm. the Seahawks in the playoffs. No good. But it, it, it seems like this team is stuck in mud when it comes to the playoffs, man. It's just dismal quarterback play from Romo to Dak Prescott. Um, I had this entire monologue set up to give you guys, but I think it's time for Dak Prescott to go. I believe he's looking for a new contract. It's time for the Dallas Cowboys to move on from him. And if McCarthy isn't fired from his position, uh, I, I don't know. I would love Bill Belichick, but... I'm not quite sure. Hey, let me ask you a question. Who is the alternative to Dak? Just give me an alternative. Anybody. <sighs> yeah, well, that's the great question, Boomer. I, I really don't have one. I mean, possibly through a draft. I love C.D. Lamb, so he could be a placeholder <clears throat> for the future, but I, I, don't, have a, I don't have an answer. For that well, I'll, I'll give you one. Stuff. I mean, and I'm not saying that this guy's better than Dak Prescott, but he'll be available. Kirk Cousins off his injury. Would you take him over Dak? Aren't they the same type of player, though? They both can't. But this is what this is. I think our point is: when you start talking about replacements, you probably end up back at Dak. It's one of those classic things. Everybody throws their problems out into the middle of the table. You end up scooping yours back. So I would just, I would be careful with that. So the point being, it's like I'm, I'm so happy for Jared Goff to be able to do what he did yesterday. Yeah. But if you watch Jared Goff and Matthew Stafford on the field together, who do you want as quarterback? Well, Matthew Stafford. Yes, we all can see that. We all understand that. Uh, and, and and good for Dan Campbell for rebuilding Jared Goff into the quarterback that he has become and everything else. I mean, that's kind of the situation that the Cowboys are going to find themselves in. Okay, Dak is second-team All-Pro. He was in the MVP voting all the way until they lost the game, uh, I think, to the, the Miami Dolphins. And then Tua kind of was the front-runner until he lost the game to the Ravens after Brock Purdy was a front-runner, and they lost the game to a Ravens. Yep. And then all of a sudden, Lamar most likely is probably going to win it. I don't know. But uh, the fact of the matter is Dak had an unbelievable year. And I and I, I respect that. I, I really do. And I know yesterday they got off to a bad start, but I look at their defense yesterday, and Micah Parsons and all this other stuff, defensive player of the year, where was he? Yeah, I mean, he did a lot of talking, which I like. I, I love the fact that he's outspoken and does a podcast because he's an interesting, intelligent athlete. But he did, he's going to have to answer for the stuff that he said because he was defending Dak. He was killing everybody. He was talking about all the Cowboy haters. And, and every single one of them was right. I mean, every single Cowboy hater that was saying all the stuff about they'll never win in the playoffs, they'll choke in the playoffs, Dak will choke in the playoffs, McCarthy will choke in the Everyone was right. 
to the largest scale that I think they, I mean, that was, in all the great Green Bay Packer years of the postseason that they had uh, with Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers, they never scored as many points as they did yesterday with Jordan Love as the quarterback on the road against that team. I mean, you and, and by the way, the Green Bay Packers did something no other team has ever done since they expanded the playoffs to seven teams in East Conference. A, a number seven seed won a playoff game. Yeah. So now they're one in six in, in playoff games. And you have another one today. <clears throat> another one today. And that's going to be Pittsburgh at Buffalo. Yeah. I mean, I obviously I've got Steeler fans in my family. I just I cannot lie to them. <clears throat> And say that they have a chance, but now maybe they will because after how crazy this weekend was, maybe this will be. This can't. The Steelers can't win this game, can they? I mean, and we have a promo running where I say, uh, I can't imagine Green Bay is going to go in and beat Dallas. It's still running, <laughs> which is great. That's awesome. Glad that that's out there. It happens, man. It yeah. happens. Hey, look, we're asked to make picks. You make a pick. If sometimes you get it right, sometimes you get it wrong. I know, but that was. I mean, go I, ask I can't imagine they can beat them to the. Blowing them out. If you're if you're a coach for the Dallas Cowboys, do you go? You have to be, you, and you get an interview if they do decide to move on from Mike McCarthy. Yeah, the first thing you have to go in there and ask is what? Who's making the draft picks? No, because we all know who's making the draft picks. They get they got a good they got a good draft board. They they do a good job there. No, but I'm saying if I'm a coach, I kind of want a part of that. I, you, if uh, I'm yeah, Bill Belichick, well, yeah, collaboration, yeah, of yeah, course. yeah, yeah. But the other thing is, who's is like, you know, who's the quarterback? Who's the quarterback? Yeah, yep. I mean the other the other thing too is I was asking Coach Cowher yesterday. We never got to it on the show, but I, I was asking him off the air. What are the criteria? That if you were, as an established coach, I'm not talking about one of these coordinators who make it their first shot at becoming a head coach. I'm talking about an established head coach. What, are, what is the criteria when you go in to take over a team? And uh, funny, like, you know, he funny said, how much money they pay me? That, that's funny, but that's not really what it comes down to. Number one is ownership. And Marty Schottenheimer told Bill Cowher, these are the three most important things. When it comes down to deciding who you want to coach for, number one was ownership. Number two was ownership. Hmm. And number three was ownership. Yeah. You better make sure you have the owner that is going to support you and, you know, give you, you know, kind of the, the control that you need in order to be the head coach that they're trying to hire you to be. Yeah, and that's why this David Tepper situation is going to be fascinating because he's going to offer somebody a lot of money. And I think some of these established guys out there are going to just laugh in his face and be like, I'm not working for you. Did you, you see Rabel going there for like, you know, $10 million a year? I love Mike oh, Rabel. I, mean, I love that guy. I, I, I can't. I don't know. That's a tough one because I love him, too, and he's a guy that's not going to take any crap, and I just that I just can't. They're going to have to hire somebody who's a first-year head coach. That's what's going to have to happen. They're going to, they can't, I don't think you could bring in a strong personality right now with how toxic David Tepper is. He's got to learn to like be a better owner before somebody like Belichick or Vrabel or Pete Carroll goes to work for him. To me, the two best jobs right now that are open for different reasons, one is the L.A. Chargers because of Herbert, Everybody can say what they want about him as a quarterback. He's still a top-shelf quarterback, and he's going to be your guy. And you could do a lot of great things with him if you have the right offensive coordinator and a good defense that can win games close at the end of games, which has been one of their big problems. Plus, there's no GM there right now. So that whole thing is kind of open. 
Yeah. The other one is the Atlanta Falcons. Now, they don't have a quarterback to speak of. They could go after Kirk Cousins, or they could bring in a Dak Prescott if the, if the Dallas Cowboys want to move on from him. The thing about that team is they are loaded. They have a lot of really good, fast, young players. They they If they get the right quarterback and the right coach, they will be a force to be deal, dealt with next year. So those and their their uh, inner building is wide open as well. Now, I know people in Atlanta are worried that you know Arthur Blank is going to go after Bill Belichick, and Bill Belichick is going to do exactly what Bill Parcells would do, exactly what Scott Pioli did when he went to Kansas City, you know, before Andy Reid got there. Uh, you wipe everybody out, you including have to like wipe the everybody people out. and HR everybody in that building. Boom, goodbye, you're gone. I mean, you can't get rid of everyone. What about the equipment manager and those like where the the laundry is and stuff? Yeah, well, unless you trust them, you bet you you're you're wiping everybody out because you know you know we got the flake gate, we got spy gate, we got a lot of things. We, we we ain't putting anybody in there that you know isn't following the way that we do things. Yeah, the the reason I bring up the equipment manager is I've uh, told you this before. So my equipment manager at Bellport Football is now the equipment manager for the Philadelphia Eagles, and he has been for like twenty five years now. And he survived every single coach. Because he's kept his mouth shut. <laughs> Probably, right? Yeah, exactly. He does a great job, and that's it. But he's been with, you know, he was there with Andy Reid. He was there with Doug Peterson. He was there with uh, Chip Kelly. He's there with Sirianni. A lot of times, coaches want to come in, and they want to bring in their training staff. They want to bring in their equipment staff. They want to bring in their strength and conditioning group. They want to bring in the people that they know. You know, that's why, you know, buildings, unfortunately, get nervous in situations like this. on the fan and CBS Sports Network. So before it went to break, Boomer said, I got to ask you about the odds of one particular coach in one particular place. So let's find out what that is, and I'll see if I can find it for you right away. All right, give me the odds for Jim Harbaugh going to the Chargers, because I think that's going on. I think that's happening. He's meeting there today. I think that's happening. I think, right. he, I think he, you know, I don't know who else they've interviewed. I don't know if they've gone through the Rooney rule yet or not. But, uh, you know, he had a lot of success out there at San Diego State, then success at Stanford, then success at San Francisco, and then went to Michigan. And I, I you know, with, with all the NCAA investigations and everything else uh, and all that other stuff going on at Michigan and the landscape of college football and college basketball in general and what these coaches have to deal with nowadays, I got to believe he's leaving and he's going to the Chargers if they offer him the job. Plus 150 is your answer. He is the favorite. Ben Johnson is second on that list at plus 240. And Bill Belichick is plus 350. So, yes, he is the favorite. And that's according to Bet Online, not uh, FanDuel, because uh, FanDuel doesn't have that uh, particular uh, situation. But, yeah, there you go. Plus 150. I mean, you know, it's the Spanos family. Could he rub, rub him the wrong way and, like, kind of be awkward like he was, I think, with Minnesota last year, last time around? Yeah, that was weird. He never really got the full story on that. Like, if he didn't want to be there or the Vikings didn't want him, it was very, very strange. He spent an entire day in that building and then just went back to Michigan and said, hey, all right, I'm done with the NFL. <laughs> okay. For now, apparently. Well, maybe he was using the NFL <clears throat> as leverage at that time. Could have Michigan. been, but the Vikings were the only team that interviewed him. That would, that's what was so weird about Because you think if he's available, he's available. And everybody would be all over him like he is now. But he's obviously a hotter commodity now after winning the national well, championship. Well, I, I would just tell you this. He's no dummy. He knows a quarterback is going to be the key. And there's one out there in L.A. And 
J.J. McCarthy just announced that he's going into the NFL draft, his quarterback at Michigan, to help him win a national championship. So, I mean, you never know. Like, I think I looked at Alabama's roster. They have like four or five guys coming out, his juniors coming out into the NFL draft. They got like nine or ten guys in the transfer portal. Like, who wants to deal with this? Like, you're the one that's developing all these young players, these 18 and 19-year-olds, and then all of a sudden they enter the transfer portal and some team's got money and they're going to take your players. Every yeah. year's a new year. Yep. That's why guys <laughs> like uh, Mike Krzyzewski and Jay Wright, and now Nick Saban and Jim Harbaugh, they're all scurrying away. I would not, that's why I would not be surprised if if, if uh, the Chargers offer him the job, he's got to take it. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I would think so. I mean, that is, as you said, for weeks now, ever since Brandon Staley was fired, that's going to be at the top of a lot of people's lists because of Justin Herbert. Uh, all right, Jerry, what's going on, man? Brought to you by Jackpocket. Order official state lottery games on your phone. You know, you've got Harbaugh, Belichick. I don't know if Pete Carroll's going to coach, but he's available for Abel. This is about as good a head coach free agency class as we've seen in a while. Would you not agree? Yeah. Yes, you also have and, uh, you also have Brian Flores. Sure, you also have Jim Schwartz. You also well, have uh, Jim Schwartz. Doesn't he's not in the same category as those guys? I don't think. But I understand what well, you're he saying. He's a good head coach. He's yeah, okay. a pretty intense guy. Yes. I, point is, you got really good candidates, and the Jets are rolling with Rob Sala. They better be right. And I, I don't mean it in a bad way. I'm saying like that's the to me Jerry, that's, that's your what Cowboys the, that's got what the, smashed yesterday, and you got to go back no, at no, no, the Jets no. right now. I'm trying. That's what I'm coming back to. Oh. That's where I think if you're the Cowboys, you got to make a decision right now. Is Mike McCarthy the guy? Because if not, this is the class. Like this is this is the time to go get a guy because who knows what it will be next year. Like one of those top candidates, though, none of those guys would have gone to the Jets. Like obviously Bill Belichick, he hates the Jets. He would never go back there. Jim Harbaugh is not gonna. I mean, you know, Aaron Rodgers is there, so, and he's there for a, a year, Understood. maybe two. Like, I, I don't think any of those guys would would take that job. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I guess it just like I got to deal with this maniac telling me what to all do. All I'm saying is, if they don't have a good season and they need a new head coach next year, you're not going to have a class like this. They'd yeah, be just a right. year off again. Uh, yeah, I, I would suck. yeah. You know, what's also amazing is that the uh, University of Washington, that coach Kalen DeBoer, yeah. Uh, you know, got Michael Penix, and they were in the national championship game. He's gone now. He's at Alabama. Mm-hmm. And Washington's going into the Big Ten. Yep. And, uh, boy, <laughs> they've lost a lot of players. But they uh, just, uh, the Arizona coach went there. Yeah. But, yeah, that's the coach. <laughs> wow. Got to restock. All right, let's get to the football. We'll start with last night. And um, Dan Miller, I think is his name. One final time, Jared. One final time. Moves in behind center. Takes the snap. Takes the knee. This game is over. Oh, the Detroit Lions have won it. Celebrate, boys. Celebrate. You're coming right back here next week to take on the winner of the Philadelphia-Tampa Bay game. First playoff win in 32 years, and good for them. The final snap and call, Lions Radio. They win 24-23 over the Rams. Here was Dan Campbell. What a night in this building. That that was, that was That is arguably the best environment I've ever been in. That, that was absolutely electric. And I think what's crazy is I was coming down for pregame warm-up, and I, you could just feel it. It was humming. It was humming. And the CBS Sports Network has the graphic on it. Their last three playoff wins. That means their next one will be in 2055. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. 57-91. Well, they're winning next week. They're, they might as well just go to 
San Francisco. You're probably just right. Skip the game next. I mean, the, these two teams stink that we're going to see tonight. I'd be shocked. Well, I, you know what? I can't. Don't I can't say anything I can't be shocked I anymore. I'm not going to even say. I'm not even going to have an opinion anymore in the NFL playoffs. <laughs> I won't. I'm just. Come on. We need to happen. have your opinion. That's what I'm going to say. Anything can happen. Who the hell knows? I told Al this morning. I made 13 bets this weekend. I lost them all <laughs> in spectacular fashion. Wow. I mean, that's a lot. I give Pathetic. give me give me an idea of uh, of one of those bets, other than the win loss. Uh, well, okay, well I had over all four parlays? games wrong. Okay, I took them as a parlay and I took them individually, so that was over <laughs> Saturday afternoon. Yep. Oh yeah. Wow. Which was unbelievable. Um, I had uh, I had like um, first touchdown scores of the game because those odds are ridiculous. I missed on all of those. Uh, well, I mean, it was bad. It was gambling really problem. Yeah, I, oh, and I, you oh. know what? I don't do it often, but I figured I have some fun with it. Uh, I'm trying to think what else. I knew when to quit because I bet the Browns, and then that was so off on that. I'm like, I'm not touching anything else because yeah. now I know I'm I'm ice cold. I took gambling a, problem. I took a shot with the Dolphins. I thought they'd keep it close Saturday night, and that game was a snooze fest. So it was it was a bad weekend. You know what? Like, uh, so I. So we, Phil and I, always do these Fanduel reads yeah. for NFL today. So I had Ferguson scoring a touchdown, mm-hmm. and I had him scoring the first touchdown. And CD Lamb over a hundred yards. Hey, you got both of them. Good got for them you. Both, yes. Good for you. Oh, that was the other one. I had um, Tyree Kill. This was another one of those four-player parlays. I had Tyree Kill scoring a touchdown. I got three out of the four. I yeah. got him scoring a touchdown. Yeah. yeah, but I forget which one. There was one that didn't get. That was on Saturday. Whatever. Um, Sorry, Jerry. Who do you like today? Let's bet. <laughs> Take the opposite. Yeah, I know what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, what a joke. Who do I like? I like the Eagles and I like the uh, the Bills today. You weren't 0 for 4 in the picks, though, because I thought you picked Kansas City. Yeah, on but the I air. changed my mind. You changed your mind. Okay. I changed my mind because I don't know. Whatever. Because I'm an idiot. <laughs> oh, uh, so I won the picks then. Uh, not yet, right? We got right, two, well, uh, two more right, games. Two more go. <laughs> At this awful. point, I'm leading. Yeah, and been wild card weekend, but we decided to carry it all over from the regular season. Oh, Remember okay. that? Make oh, us okay. look worse. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what, that was your choice. So the Lions, with this win, they get another home game for the divisional round, where they will get the winner of tonight's game between the Eagles and the Bucks. As for this Packer Cowboy game, uh, last hour we heard from Green Bay Radio. Here's Brad Sham, longtime Cowboys play-by-play man. Prescott in the gun fakes the inside handoff, slants picked off. At the 50, this might be a house call. To the 30, it's Darnell Savage. All the way in, 50-yard-plus return. That does not help. I know, made it (laughs) 27-0. Suck balls. And by the way, Jerry, Jerry, did did the the, uh, Compass Media Networks know that you had your microphone on during the game? (laughs) Well, that was Cowboys Radio. I'll have Compass Media Networks coming up next hour with the Cowboys call. (laughs) That was Brad Sham, though. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. What a mess. Uh, 48-32 in a game that wasn't even that close. Your final score, Jordan Love, 272, three touchdowns. You had that Darnell Savage interception return for a touchdown. Uh, Green Bay wins. Green Bay wins. Here's Matt LaFleur. Aaron Jones played great. Had three touchdowns. I didn't realize he only two touchdowns all season. He had three yesterday. Yeah, he is hurt. I mean, He's banged up all grief. year long. Well, he wasn't hurt yesterday. Here was Matt LaFleur. Oh, he's from Dallas. In his day. I mean, you guys see it, right, Matt? I mean, just his ability to put his foot in the ground and just be explosive, make people miss. I can't say enough great things about 
the guy, the football player. Yeah, he was pretty damn good yesterday as he ran for a buck 18 in those three scores. Um, a lot of questions about Mike McCarthy's future, obviously. Here was McCarthy uh, asked about it as well. Um, I think the biggest thing is, you know, we're... We're disappointed. Um, I got a whole whole team in the in the locker rooms. It's that's hurting, and uh, that's you know I, I haven't thought past you know the outcome of this game. Now they keep saying piece of sh- <laughs> <laughs> Oh God, Jerry! Was that? Me? I mean, you are you are unbelievable. <laughs> that's a little harsh. That, that is a harsh, man while he's man. down there. I'm not kicking anybody. His, his biggest problem, as I told you earlier, is that he only has one year left on his contract. <laughs> That's his biggest problem. That gives Jerry Jones a lot of freedom to make a decision here. The bigger problem is 48-16 at home with people leaving. Well, the point being is that the contract for the the coach is not that difficult to swallow, and he could bring in a new guy t- tomorrow if he wanted to. Here was Jerry Jones, quite disappointed afterwards. This is uh, one of my most surprises since I've been involved in sport, period. So this is uh, uh, that degree. I know how disappointed everybody is. And then at the very He doesn't end, have many seasons left. <laughs> yeah, Jerry, um, do you realize that one of the things that Bill Belichick likes to have is a quiet, you know, doesn't want people out there talking about it. No, it's everything. perfect because here, Jerry speaks, Steven speaks, they're, they all speak. That's what I'm saying. That's why maybe Atlanta may be the best place for Bill Belichick under those conditions. Bill huh. Belichick, head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. I know. It's with weird. no quarterback. Feels weird, right? Doesn't feel right. No, it yeah, doesn't. but then he can go out and get his own quarterback. How'd that work out in New England? Well, they drafted Mac Jones. Well, they, they do have a high draft pick. They could draft a kid, or they can go at the free agents. There'll be a number of free agents. Or he could go coach Dak. Yes. Could do that, too. Uh, at the end of Jerry Jones's little uh, media scrum, <laughs> this this one really got me. He's like, sadly, we're, we're kind of used to this feeling. We certainly are. Or have a background in uh, what happens after you lose a playoff game. <laughs> we got too much experience with that. That's all they do is lose playoff games, one and done, way too many times. And so Green Bay will play San Francisco uh, this weekend. Coming up uh, tonight, you got the Steelers and Bills. That's a four thirty game on CBS. Uh, here's Mike Tomlin. This is from Thursday before all the snow and the weather. Just talking about the matchup, Mike Tomlin. We got familiarity with Buffalo. We got familiarity with that venue. I'm sure they say similar things about us. Um, it's January football. Um, they have a lot of tape to digest and analyze and to to prepare for, as do we. All of that's true, but the weather certainly makes this a little bit different Breaking today. tables, lighting their nuts on fire <laughs> in the parking lot. We're familiar with all that. <laughs> By the way, Mason Rudolph, 75% completion since he's uh, taken over and only one turnover, and that was a fumble, not an interception. Yeah, that's one of the reasons why they've won three in a row here to get into the playoffs. 500 yards, seven touchdowns for Mason Rudolph today. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. Three of which are rushing. I think they better run the ball if they think they're going to win this game today. Hey, and weather is a great equalizer. Yeah, there's a lot of weather for sure. Snow, it sounds like, for the duration of the game, but we'll see. And then on Fox, you got the Eagles and the Bucks. Both games will be on 660 a.m. starting at 4 p.m. Uh, next hour, I'll give you some sound from the Saturday games. The one, um, we actually talked about Jim Harbaugh. I was going to say he's meeting with the Chargers today, which we know. Uh, Rangers Capitals yesterday. Here was the great Sam Rosa. Rangers have brought on Trocek, Panarin, and Lafreniere. Trocek, Panarin scores! That's what the Rangers needed! 
And that was to jump out in front on the Capitals. They score a couple in the first period. That one really early as they wind up winning 2-1. Igor Shosturkin fends off Washington with 24 saves. Here was uh, Alex Lafreniere. He scored the other goal in that first. Happy to end the four-game losing streak. Pretty good. Uh, we had a tougher stretch in the past couple games. And um, you know, it was good to get a win, big two-point. And uh, hopefully keep it going. And keep it's a it crappy going. loss on Saturday to Washington, though. Should have won both of these games. Well, they came back and won yesterday. No Ovechkin, man. No Ovechkin. Yes, I understand. Uh, Devils in Boston today. Tonight you've got the Islanders in Minnesota. Uh, The Knicks, another good win over the weekend. They take on the Magic at 3 p.m. The Nets are home for the Heat. That's on 101. So today is MLK Day. So, of course, it's NBA is throughout the day, right? They start at noon today? A lot of games. A lot of games today. I don't think everybody plays, but almost all the teams play. Okay. If not everybody. Yeah. Um, so that'll be on 101.9 FM at 720 Nets and Heat. Uh, Rutgers, an afternoon loss at Michigan State. Hogarth gets tied up, kicks it into the corner. Aikens, an open three is good. Oh, Rutgers had oh, a closeout, but it was oh, just too late. Michigan State has opened up a 15-point lead with a 16-0 run. That was Chris Garland on WCBS 880 making noises like I was making. Yeah, and by the way, so the NBA starts at (laughs) 1 o'clock today, Houston at Philadelphia. Goes all the way through, 2.30, 3.30, 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock, 7.30, 9 o'clock, and 10.30 it ends with Oklahoma City at the uh, Lakers. And they got How about a, that? They got a couple of uh, national TV games, TNT games, like in smack in the middle of the day. I'm sure they love the fact well, that the NFL... That's what I'm saying. That, that, that was the point I was trying to make. You saw what happened on yeah. Christmas Day. And they weren't <laughs> expecting a game at 4.30. No, they yeah. weren't. So that does suck for them. UConn uh, beat Georgetown 80-67. to You got Columbia on the road at Yale tonight. All right, thanks, Jerry. It is Boomer and Geo coming to you live for the Build 4 Tough Studio. All right, Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. Did you see what Max Crosby had to say if they don't hire Antonio Pierce out in Las Vegas that he would have to consider all options, including maybe uh, demanding a trade? So he is going all in with this Antonio Pierce hiring. And I I mean, I know that this day and age of uh, players and asking out it generally works out for them and they end up going different places, but... Max Crosby, you don't you don't need that in this offseason, but you don't also hire a coach just because a player wants him to be the coach. But at this point, I mean, even Devontae Adams said basically the same thing. They're all pushing for Antonio Pearson. God bless him. God bless him. God bless Antonio Pierce. I mean, obviously, those players responded to him. They They need a quarterback in the worst way. I think they're going through the GM search right now. Yeah. That's what I feel like they're doing. I th- I, I, and I think Antonio Pierce also got a request for another job interview somewhere else. So, I, you know, hey, look, the, the, the performance speaks for itself. They played hard for him, especially their defense. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't know how good he was on the sideline. You know, I didn't watch all their games in depth and everything in terms of decision-making, uh, play, you know, timeouts, that kind of stuff. That's all the that's all the stuff that like an interim coach has got to handle like on the fly. And they don't really think about it much. And now all of a sudden you're thrust into that spot. But I mean the performance of the Raiders tells you that they played for him and they liked him. So that that's a good thing and hopefully that will work out for him. Yeah, and of course, you know the history with Rich Basaccia 
and Mark Davis and everybody wanted Rich Passaccia to get that job after the John Gruden firing and they played a playoff game and played the Bengals tough a few years back and they didn't hire Passaccia and they hired Josh McDaniels are in a similar position now with a player favorite coach who had them playing some good football by the end of the season as Mark Davis learned from his mistake can you go back and compare the situations that's going to be something that he has to figure out I know he wants a star in Vegas I know they're you know, hosting the Super Bowl and you want to be able to, to maybe unveil a shiny new toy uh, at head coach, whether that be one of these big names or not. But uh, I think that would be a good hiring uh, for them. And think about this now. So if Antonio Pierce keeps that job or gets another job, D'Amico Ryans, Gerard Mayo, Mike Vrabel, all linebackers. Mm. All of those guys are linebackers. Now, I think the other three were inside linebackers, middle linebackers, green dot helmet linebackers that would call the defense. Yeah. And so they all were in leadership positions on the field, which makes them the perfect candidate to become a head coach off the field. And another story that came out of the weekend regarding head coaches was Mike Tomlin. So he didn't say it himself. Uh, but there were several reports, one by ESPN, one by NBC, that said that he is going to discuss his future with his family in this offseason and could take a break from coaching and leave the Steelers. The Steelers wanted to sign him to an extension. According to the report, he said, I have to take a break. I got to think about it. And then he will decide after talking with his wow. family after the season. So then, you know what I say then? Mike Vrabel. Mike Vrabel right there in Pittsburgh. They drafted him. And uh, what's his name? Bill Belichick took him when he finally became available. Yeah. Mike Vrabel on the sideline of the Pittsburgh Steelers. I mean, it's that would look great. Now, that's perfect. only if Mike Tomlin wants to leave. And you got to give say what you want about Mike Tomlin. They were 10 and seven most difficult division in the in the, um, you know, in the conference. Uh, all the teams had winning records. And somehow, some way, with three different quarterbacks, got his team to 10 wins. Yeah. I mean, it, it but. You know, I I wonder, he could have that job for as long as he wants because that's what the Steelers do. They don't fire coaches. As it's, they, they don't fire him. Obviously, you go from Chuck Knoll to Bill Cower to Mike Tomlin, and maybe he's just had enough there, and he wants a fresh start. He and, could probably get twice his salary somewhere else. Yeah, that's true. That That's the other thing. Like I, I don't know what they pay. They never really tell you what they pay. Um, Coach Cower says they're usually really good to work with, the Rooney family. So he's given, you know... <laughs> he was telling a story. I don't want to tell it out of school, but he was telling a story. It was pretty funny about one of his contract negotiations. And it was really funny, really funny about just the back and forth about little things that, you know, owners require from their coaches. And then coaches go back and say, this is what I want to do. And then when you finally end up signing the contract, who remembers all that stuff? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like who remembers like, this is what we were talking about, and this is what we want you to do and what we expect you to do. And then the coach going back saying, well, I'm not doing that, but I will do this. I'm like, how does that all that work itself out? I guess winning is all that matters. Yeah, and they've done a lot of that in Pittsburgh with all of those coaches, of course. But that would be a, a fascinating one if he ended up taking a break and we'll... See the Steelers on CBS playing the Bills a little bit later today. Mike in Woodland Park. What's going on, Mike? Hey, how you doing? Good, Mike. What's uh, up? I wanted to talk about Cowboys. I've been a Cowboys fan for 35-plus years, and I've seen different uh, coaches that Jerry's brought in over the years. I, I'm not... I've, 
for a quick fix right now to try and win a Super Bowl, Bill Belichick. But what about bringing somebody in that might be kind of quick fix and long term by trying to get a, a Jim Harbaugh in there? Yeah, well, first of all, Jim Harbaugh is already meeting with the Chargers. They haven't fired Mike McCarthy yet. So I don't, I don't see that that happens unless Jim Harbaugh really wants to coach the Cowboys and he's going to wait this thing out and the Chargers let him out of the building to explore other options. Um, but Mike McCarthy's got to be fired first. And Jerry Jones has a history of, you know, sticking with his guys, being loyal to his guys with Jason Garrett for a very, very long time. Uh, and, you know, McCarthy's he's done a lot of winning there, but this was pathetic. I, I don't think it's a lock. It should be, but I don't think it's a lock that Jerry Jones fires Mike McCarthy. Well, the the problem is he has one year left on his contract. You have so to give him an extension. So, so you either give him an extension or you fire him. He's not going to be staying the way he is right now. And I would think that you got to hope that Jerry Jones lets the emotions settle down a little bit because you know that Cowboy fans, like the last guy who just called here and the guy who called earlier, and fans that, that are down in Dallas, you know they are clamoring now for a new quarterback and a new coach. You just it, It's just... It is what it is. That's that's the beast that is the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, absolutely. So, and it, also these personalities. I understand Bill Parcells went there, and he went there when money. Jer- Jerry Jones was much younger too, um, and there was a lot of money there. So y- you've seen big personalities at least be able to coexist. Um, but I mean, you go back to Jerry Jones and Jimmy Johnson. That was a problem. I mean, I, I don't know. It's just he got it has to when that guy comes in, if it's Belichick or Harbor, one of these guys that's done it their way their entire lives, will they be able to have the Joneses hovering over their head the entire tenure? It's just that's something that these guys gotta ask themselves. That's why I asked Matt Ryan yesterday in the NFL today, do you think Bill Belichick is the right fit for the Atlanta Falcons? You would know he still lives down there, still very close with Arthur Blank. He couldn't have been any uh, more um, effusive about his praise of Arthur Blank as an owner. Like he doesn't get invo- like he doesn't you know get involved. I mean he he's involved, but he doesn't do it like Jerry Jones does it. Like he's a very like he wants everybody to do well. He just wants to win, and he'll spend money. He'll support the coach. He'll do whatever it takes to win, but he just won't do it out in the open. Which to me says that's Belichick to a T. Warren Geo coming to you live for the Bill Ford Tough Studio on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. I can't remember a time that there were this many coaches that got their teams to the playoffs and then were rumored to be fired if they didn't do well in the playoffs. Or a guy like Mike Tomlin who might be leaving and taking a year off, potentially, according to the reports. But, I mean, think about it. Mike McCarthy gets his team to the playoffs. Again, they get killed, but we're talking about him getting fired. If the Eagles somehow lose tonight to the Buccaneers, Nick Sirianni's ass is in the jackpot. I mean, this generally does not happen with all these coaches that are, you know, their jobs are on the line, whether or not they win on wild card weekend. I don't know. I think it was either early December or late November. I go back to when Adam Schefter said there was going to be a bloodletting. Yeah. And he said somewhere between, did he say seven and 10 or eight and 11 or something like that? Seven to 10, I think it was. Seven to 10. He's right. And we're right there now at, at eight. And we still don't know what's going on in Dallas. We don't know what's going on in Pittsburgh. We don't know what's going on in Philadelphia. Now, we all have fallen for things over the years, especially with the fake X accounts and everything else. But uh, 
uh, dog on Friday fell for a fake Adam Schefter saying that Andy Reid was retiring before the game on Saturday night and Matt Nagy was going to coach against the Dolphins. He's like, wow, this just in. This is crazy. Now, when was that? I did Dog's uh, show on Friday. Oh, did you? Yeah, so when did that happen? Did I'm not sure exactly when. But I did the show with him at 5.05 on Friday. It was, so it probably was before think, that. Or was it Thursday? Maybe it was Thursday. Yeah, but he... Yeah. <laughs> he said, wow. And that was rumblings about Reed, but this is... This, wait, would he really quit? Is he quitting before the playoff game? <laughs> and that's a... Yeah, man... <laughs> Uh, if you wanna, if you wanna hear it, uh, Al just was able to uh, pull it up. So this is Dog on Friday falling for a fake Adam Schefter report. Let me let, let me interrupt you here for a second. Adam yeah. Schefter just reported this. Now I don't know if this is. We got to get double check it. That Andy Reid has announced his retirement from the NFL, and Matt Nagy will be the interim coach of the Chiefs during the postseason. Wow! Oh, wow! Somebody. He told me today that Reed could retire. I didn't think, think anything of it. And maybe this is true. Is Andy Reed going to quit the day before they play a playoff game? And Matt Nagy is the head coach? Boy, what a week in the NFL. Follow this with Tori next. We'll see you on Monday at 3 o'clock. <laughs> oh, oh, that's horrible. It was the end of his show. It's the last thing he said going into the weekend. Yeah, but you know what he said, though? He What he did say, he said somebody had told me during the week yeah. that this was going to happen. And then now he was using this fake account as the, I, I guess, like the, the accreditation for what he was told earlier in the week. If, in fact, he was told something earlier in the week. Yeah, but I mean, to retire before the playoff game. I mean, that's the thing that's just absolutely ridiculous about it. You want to tell me that it's a fake report saying Andy Reid's going to retire at the end of this their playoff run this year? Okay, maybe a four. But Matt Nagy's going to come in and coach the playoff game? You know, it is amazing how many fake accounts there are out I there. Know. And that's that's what it, they it, want. They want those crazy. moments. Yeah. <laughs> it's the last thing he's, ah, see you Monday. <laughs> Andy Reid's retiring before the game. See you Monday. You know, it was amazing. There was an Instagram shot of Highmark Stadium up in Buffalo on Saturday, Saturday morning. Yeah. And I texted it to the NFL Today crew. I'm like, oh, man, this is going to be unbelievable tomorrow. Yeah. And uh, right after that, Jonathan Jones, our insider, said, uh, hold tight. The governor of New York is having a press conference. <laughs> God, we don't know what's going on yet. And the NFL league office had not had an answer at that moment. Yeah, I was like I said, I was a little bit disappointed just because we didn't have a game Sunday at one o'clock. And I wanted to see them in the craziest weather possible. But I guess I mean, seeing some of the sights there, it looked. We may get that again today. Maybe just not the wind. Maybe the wind will be somewhere died down between 10 and 20 miles an hour. But I think we're still going to get snow. I think it's still going to look like it's a winter wonderland. What a miserable place. And, you know, that field is going to be frozen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> of course. Yeah. I don't know how you how people in Buffalo do it. I honestly have no idea. Like, it's it's tough enough around here. We don't get any snow during these months. It's gray. And it's cold. It's windy. I mean, to, to deal with that for, like, an entire weekend? Yeah. It's been snowing there since Friday. I know what they do. I know what they do. Drink? I, I, no, well, they probably drink. Yeah. But they also probably watch. <laughs> yeah, maybe a little of that. 
uh, they probably watch Drew Barrymore reruns. <laughs> Yeah, why not? Because it just makes she makes everybody happy. Yeah, well, that'd be the uh, the only thing that makes anybody happy in Buffalo, that's for sure. Or a Bills win. Uh, let's go to Charlie. He's calling from JFK. What's going on, Charlie? How you doing, guys? What's up, man? Uh, all right, listen, I'm a Giant fan. I can't stand Dallas. It made me very happy to watch them lose. <laughs> but what made me even happier, I don't know if you noticed watching Dallas Cowboy games. Every time you score a touchdown or do something good, they always go to Jerry Jones. Mm. What made me smile uh, when they were losing, when they were getting beat down, they went to the, they went to him and he was miserable, like he was like raising his voice at somebody. That made me more happy than the Dallas Cowboys. Now, I don't know if you noticed that, John. Yeah, of course. I mean, he was all over there. They, well, they, 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 show, they, they didn't show him as much as they showed she, uh, Taylor Swift. Right. They don't do that. That's but, for sure. <laughs> yeah, but uh, Charlie, you know, it's funny. I understand people hate the Cowboys and Giants fans should hate the Cowboys. But like at this point with Jerry Jones, he's a character. He's just like, can you really hate Jerry Jones right. 100 years old right now? This is what I asked you in the in the break. Yeah. I, how do people feel about Jerry? I, I personally like Jerry Jones. I think he's great for the NFL. I think he is a character. I think he could be a pain in the ass internally within the NFL. I'm sure he yeah, is. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, even though he mistook me for Phil Sims, <laughs> at, at, at many a, people do. Right, exactly. Uh, and we and, and we literally had like a 10 minute conversation, him thinking that I was Phil. And I didn't realize that he thought I was Phil until he mentioned, ah, those Giants. Oh, jeez. And I'm like, uh, yeah, okay, I was with the Bengals coach. Uh, but anyway, uh, it, he is, he is bigger than life in the NFL. And like that last caller said, he loves to see him miserable. I know another um, a, num- a number of my Giant fan friends feel the same way. But as somebody who covers the NFL, I actually love the fact that we get to cover a guy like that. But yeah. his days were numbered. <laughs> <clears throat> he makes me laugh. His press conferences, his radio interviews, his analogies. And, and you know, the older he gets, the more of a sympathetic figure he's become. And the, and the farther away we're getting from those championships, too. That's the other thing. That's a long time ago now, man. And then don't think that he isn't reminded of that by, uh, every day by, you know, Dallas Cowboy fans. Yeah. Oh, God, he sounded just sad at the end. Because he was, but, like, really sad. Generally, he's, he could put a positive spin on something, whatever. But yesterday after the game, the stuff that Jerry was playing, Jerry Recco, that is, I mean, he was downright devastated. And, and rightfully so. This team no-showed at home in a playoff game. Got their asses kicked by a team that no one thought could go in there. A seventh and beat seed, him. Not, no less, that had never won a playoff game. <sighs> oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. Uh, Rich in South Carolina. What's going on, Rich? Good morning, guys. How are you? All right, Rich. What's up? I got one for you. How about Justin Fields going to the Cowboys? He's got the legs, he's got the arm, and they got the receivers. Man, I mean, do, do you they think... They also that, have Trey Lance on the uh, roster, by the way. Yeah, but no, he's no Justin Fields. Do you, you would, so you would rather... Are you a Cowboy fan? No, I'm a diehard Giants fan. Okay, so that's why you want Justin Fields to go. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think uh, Justin Fields with more weapons could probably put something together, be on a uh, be a decent offense, but I don't think that Justin Fields is Look, better than Dak Prescott. I, 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 do that. I think Justin Fields is a fine player. Don't get me wrong. And I think he could be a, a starter for somebody if they're in the right offense. The problem that Justin has, like when you watch C.J. Stroud, C.J. Stroud stands in there. He looks one way and can come back the other way because he knows where he's going to go with the ball before the ball is snapped. That's called processing defenses. 
And he does it well as a untested rookie. And maybe getting hurt in the middle of the year for um, for CJ was good because he got a chance to sit and watch a little bit. And then when he came back, he just absolutely exploded. Yeah. Um, you know, and Jordan Love now is doing that. You can see him processing the field. Justin hasn't really got to that point. That's the problem. Justin's a great athlete. Justin can run around and make a million plays in a game. But can he... You know, if, you know, when the game is on the line, can he hit a you know an out pattern on the right hand side of the field, knowing that he was supposed to start on the left side, but the defense forced him to go the other way, and that's where that's the crux of it. That's why Chicago will take Caleb Williams in the draft. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that is a that is a lock. And Justin will be playing somewhere else. They'll trade. They'll get some assets back for him. But man, this is like your your division's gonna be a pain in the ass now for the next three or four years. Yeah. Well, especially with what we saw yesterday from the Packers. I mean, I don't Jared Goff, respect. Uh, you went to a Super Bowl with the Rams. You're now you're probably gonna go in a championship game with the Lions now, but like I don't I'm not as worried about the longevity of the Lions as I am with these some of these other situations because I mean Jordan Love builds on this. And now you got Caleb Williams, who could be, you know, Patrick Mahomes 2.0. And that is a, that's a tough situation to be a Vikings or Michael Penix yeah. in Minnesota. Zach Wilson in Minnesota. Oh, Zach. <laughs> Zach Wilson, baby. Yeah, that's our answer. Going toe to toe with Jordan Love. And that's uh, our answer. Right, Zach Wilson. Jared Goff. Yeah. yeah. No, I'd rather take a shot on Penix, obviously. Caleb Williams, yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, if he's the starting quarterback for the Vikings next year, I'm I'm done with sports. I'm done being. I will I will talk about it. I will not root for sports anymore. No teams, no, no rooting for anybody. Your job is a sports toss talk. Host. But I'm done with rooting for teams. You I'll, have all right. Well, I'll be that's done fine. with rooting for. Them. Well, you're not going to stop rooting for the Knicks. Yeah, no. Every every if Zach Wilson's a court, he he's ruined everything for me. I'll be done rooting for every team. The Mets, yeah, even the, the Mets, Knicks, too, St. John's. Yeah. Everything. All. I'm done with it. If Zach Wilson's so no more rooting, just, just no more analyzing. Just, just just breaking it down, shooting the breeze, having you know with you. But I just I won't root for anything anymore because then now it's officially over. Like I would not be able to handle that because it's just like well, the the way that things worked out at the end of last year. I was close to stopping rooting for everything. Yes, with the Giants beating the Vikings right. after I killed Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley every little bit of their career. I was all over them. And they go in and beat him. If now, if Zach Wilson becomes the Vikings quarterback, that's when I'm out. White flag time. That's it. Not rooting for anything. And root for bets. You know, root for your root to be right about things. Yes. I will not root. I will have to officially be done as a sports fan. How about golf? What do you mean? I mean, you can be a golf fan. Well, yeah, but I don't yeah, have. You got your favorite golfers, right? They're playing in Hawaii now. Yeah, yeah, that's different. Those are individuals. Oh, by the way, did you play golf on Friday? I did. Yeah. How was it? It was it was nice because we were out there, but the where we played was was rough. Okay, let's put it that way. And then all of it, I With thought a blue collar golf course. Yeah, but I'm I love a blue collar golf course. Don't yeah. get me wrong, okay. I love West Sayville. This this place it needs a sprucing. Put it that way. Okay, it needs a little bit of a sprucing. Plus, there's a lot of like I thought nobody would be on the course, and then just like. A wave of people. Well, they showed up right you in front were of us. Uh, so no, it was <laughs> nothing what? to do with that. I didn't say where I was playing. So it wasn't Silo Ridge. Trust me, the people that the wave of people that came had yeah. no idea what WFAN is. Trust me. Okay, <laughs> let's put it that way. <laughs> All right, they had no clue. 
Um, it was yeah, it was it was not a not a great play. Rascona actually he warned me of that because I said they're playing this place. Oh, you're gonna hate it. He goes, that's my least favorite golf course on Long Island. Uh, but anyway, yes, Zach Wilson better not be their quarterback. And here's the thing about like the Cowboys and who they end up like. Can you really honestly look at Dak Prescott and what he has done? In the regular season, and then just say, I, I like he can't win in the postseason. I'm getting rid of him. There's no way. I mean, if you put him with the right coach, then he should be able to win playoff games. What are you paying him? Well, that's what these really guys what comes, get really paid market down. value. Hey, that's what it really comes down to. You know, how much do you think he's worth? You know, that's a playoff game that he threw a pick six in and basically turned the game around. You know, they had a chance. And that chance went right out the window in that first half, down 27 nothing. Yeah, but the defense couldn't stop them at all. Every single time they made a little bit of a run, boom, three-play touchdown, five-play drive but, touchdown. But the, I know, but the, the thing is, how much are you going to pay him? That's what it really comes down to, because he needs a new contract. Yeah, but they're not going to be drafting anywhere that where they can get one of these top guys. You That's know? true, but you know, could they trade for Justin Fields? And you know, are going to have to pay him? You know what I'm saying? Like he's gonna, he needs a contract too. I, these are just questions I'm asking you. I, I don't know if there's an answer. I don't know what the answer is as of right now. We have yeah. to see how all this crap shakes out. All this crap. But Shake I can't. I can't imagine them moving on from Dak. I really can't. I mean, you'd have to blow the whole thing up if you're doing that. And then who wants to coach under those circumstances? Nobody. I mean, Jerry Jones is not going to do that either. I mean, unless he can get his hands on somebody that, it, that we don't think is available right now who's a better quarterback than Dak Prescott, him at his age is not going to go searching around for another quarterback. He can't. I mean, it's just unless he somehow trades up in the draft and gets one of these younger guys at the top, which won't happen either because you know that the Bears aren't moving out of there. I don't even know. I don't know what the hell you do. You got to keep him and just put him with either Jim Harbaugh or Bill Belichick or Pete Carroll or whatever. But you can, I don't think you can get rid of Dak Prescott. And that's going to be probably the talking point on most of these shows today is going to be the keep Dak. I mean, it's Mike McCarthy's got to go. Dak Prescott's got to stay. See, the thing about it is for Dak Prescott, there is a potential out in his contract right now. Okay. He's got one year left. but uh, and, and that one year, let's see what the... The dead, the dead cap money on his contract right now would be 61... Point nine million. His cap hit is going to be sixty million, and they're going to have to do something. <laughs> they're going to have to do something. But if there's an out, none of that counts, right? I mean, so basically, the potential out is three years, one hundred twenty-six million dollars, and a sixty-one million dollar cap hit this year. This year, meaning this past year or in twenty twenty-four? What are you com- talking this about? This upcoming year. This upcoming season. Okay. All right. See right there, sixty one nine five cap hit. Yeah, but now I'm sure they could do post June first or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I was about to see you can actually click on that. If you click on the little red thing on the side, it'll open up and it'll tell you like post June first and all that stuff. Um and what it what the yes. what the stuff is. Or the, yeah, yeah, so the dead cap would then be twenty five million post June first release and the twenty twenty five dead cap. So you basically have a thirty six million dollars. In, in 2025 as well. So the savings for 2024 for the cap purposes is $34 million. So either way, they're going to have to renegotiate it. Let's go to Kenny and Bayonne. What's going on, Kenny? 
Morning, gentlemen. How are we? What's up, Kenny? Jay, my man. Hey, Jay. Yeah. All the, all the years of watching Minnesota and them playing Green Bay, all the times we've watched them, was it me or watching Jordan Love yesterday look exactly like watching Aaron Rodgers when he was making those throws? Yeah. Off the bat, bat foot, side on. It looked like he has morphed into Rodgers. It's sick. And I know. I mean, it's absolutely, it's absolutely sick. And uh, you probably weren't listening very early this morning. It's exactly what we brought up. Boomer mentioned it as well. I mean, it's, it's disgusting. If you are someone who doesn't like the Packers to go from Favre to Rodgers and now have Jordan Love do what he did yesterday and look exactly like Aaron Rodgers, it, ma- it makes you ill. It, re- it really does. It was like his twin. It was crazy. Yeah. Absolutely crazy watching that. And then instead, what do the Jets have? The real Aaron Rodgers who plays four snaps <laughs> and calls out the government every week. <laughs> I mean, what is going on? How happy you think the Green Bay Packers are right now? Oh, you can't, I mean, they're going to get their faces kicked in by the 49ers most likely. But right now, they're great. I mean, they're doing great. They got their quarterback of the future and... Uh, it's it's really amazing when you think about it, the turn of events that has taken place. Hi, Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. Jerry Recco is back. He watches Cowboys disintegrate in front of his eyes yesterday, and he uh, opened up the warm-up show this morning very angry. He seems like he has calmed down a little bit. He's talked himself through it. All right. And uh, he's back uh, to relive it again through this update with all the sounds of that beatdown by the Packers. Wow. What's up, Jerry? Brought to you by Town Fair Tire. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody. It was uh, bad, yeah. Jerry. It was bad. It was embarrassing, actually. Really bad. I will say this, and you know how I feel about him. Um, Dak Prescott is a stand-up guy. Stood up uh, yesterday after the game, and I know it doesn't do anybody any good or doesn't make anybody feel any better. But from a guy who's not a fan of the team and just covers the entire league, I, I want that guy representing my team. Me too. I don't want him going anywhere. Stands so, up there, takes all the slings and arrows, takes responsibility. I suck today. I mean, that's some of the stuff he said today, uh, or I mean, yesterday after the game was pretty pretty amazing, actually. All right, so let's take it uh, in sequence. First, um, here was this. I mean, this was just uh, the cherry on top for Green Bay. Jones back. He's looking and hunting for his fourth rushing touchdown of the day. Love on a play action. Sidearms a pass into the oh. end zone for the touchdown. And it went to Romeo. Rent Dons. your ass. What? <laughs> Jesus, Jerry. Rent your ass. <laughs> I mean, God. That was Kevin Ray on Compass Media Networks. That was Man, a brand we, new right in your ass, by the way, courtesy of this morning. That was today? No, was today. I, I, I thought that that came yesterday during the broadcast. No. <laughs> you had your microphone open. No, I did not have my microphone. But actually, if my microphone was open, there would be a lot more things that were said. <laughs> so who, throw, who threw more unique passes yesterday, Jordan Love or Matthew Stafford? It was close. I mean, I expected that out of Matthew Stafford. I did not expect that out of Jordan Love. So I'll say Jordan Love. I hit off the back foot. Just no problem on the road in a playoff game. He reminded me of Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I know. We just had a caller said the exact same thing. Just like it was just, um, just stupid. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Forty-eight thirty-two. The final score. 
Packers beat the Cowboys. Of course, the Rams losing to the Lions last night, too. So let's get to Dak. Um, there's a lot of conversation about Mike McCarthy's job security, if he has any. And there was, uh, I, I don't know exactly what the question was to Dak, but it was certain, something along the lines of, you know, your coach's job is on the line. Um, you know, should it be? And he kind of hitched himself to McCarthy. I've had the season that I've had because of him. Um, we, this team has had the success that they've had because of him. And uh, I understand it's about winning the Super Bowl. And, and that that's the standard of the league and damn sure the standard of this place. So um, I get it, but add me to the list in that case. Of maybe guys that should go, I guess. I don't know. Oh. great if he was like, he's the reason I had the great season I had. He's the reason why we won all those games. Also the reason why we got our asses kicked today. <laughs> so, with the good comes the bad. Sorry, Mike, but oof, they, that was a brutal game plan. They appear to be severely outcoached in this game. Yeah. Outplayed, outcoached, outefforted, everything, if that's even a word. Here was Jair Alexander. He had the first interception that Dak threw. The second one was by Savage, who went the distance for a touchdown. Alexander, how exciting was it to pick off Dak? I mean, it was lit. For real, it was lit. Honestly, like, there was no better feeling. Like, there's a, there's a few quarterbacks who've thrown me multiple picks in my career, and Dak is now one of them. So he's along my top QBs. Jerk. <laughs> it was lit. It was lit out there, man. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. And that's the savage touch on that one. 64 yards for a score the other way. Aaron Jones, not too bad. 118 and three touchdowns. Very little resistance defensively. Uh, he says, no surprise Jordan Love played so well after the slow start to the season. Um, we believed in him from the beginning. We know it's a process. It's, that's not all on him while we couldn't pick up a first down, you know. It's all 11 across the board. We all got to be on the same page. And um, I think you just see, see that happening now where we're all on the same page we knew it would take time and uh well they're hey, a good did time you have now any comments by micah parsons no i haven't seen them nope <clears throat> and he only had one i think he had one quarterback hit and two <clears throat> pressures i think <clears throat> not and i know he took a on a rush he took a shot to his chest came off the came yep. off the field for a couple of it but then he was back i don't know um more on jordan love your cd lamb he was watching what love was doing and uh, well, defense couldn't stop them. Playoff football, um, you can't give anybody an edge. And I feel like that we did today. And Jordan Love found a groove. Um, and we have an answer for him. No, there were no answers for him. And he got uh, off to a very slow start. C.D. Lamb himself. The numbers look good, but a lot of it came in garbage time. Jake Ferguson came to play. He had uh, 10 catches and three touchdowns in the loss. But it's over now. Um, just knowing how hard um, everybody in this locker room worked. Uh, and that, that goes beyond just the start of the season, you know. Um, this work's been gone since last year. And now it's over, so goodbye. Uh, but, yes, he did have three touchdowns on the day. So now you get to more of the post game in terms of what comes next. And, obviously, Jerry and Stephen Jones and Jerry Jr. have some uh, decisions to make. Uh, this was Jones just in disbelief about, I would say this was like eight minutes after the game went final. I will tell you that I'm forward. Beyond my comprehension, floored and beyond his comprehension. Oh, I mean, he's got to fire the coach. I'm telling, he looks sad. He did, and and he don't, I don't think he wants to fire the coach. I don't think he wants to either. But I don't think they're going to want to give him a contract extension. Agreed. So therefore, you got to you got to move on. Well, that would be something that Michael Irvin would be behind, as he posted on social media <clears throat> this social media this video. All this has got to go. <laughs> 
all their asses got to go. <laughs> Old ass. <laughs> yes. So uh, we'll see. So there they go home, and Green Bay goes to San Francisco this coming weekend. As for the Lions. Goff's going to work out of the gun. He's got Montgomery to his right on fourth down at about a yard and a half. Shotgun snap. Goff back. Goff looks. Goff pumps now. Throws. End zone. Yes. Caught. Touchdown, Detroit Lions. Sam Laporta. He's back. He's playing. And he's in the end zone. <laughs> He's slamming the table. Yes, he was in the end zone. He had the knee injury, battled all week, but he was able to play. Had three catches, including that touchdown catch. Lions beat the Rams 24-23. First playoff win in 32 years. Good for them. Here was Sam Laporta on ESPN postgame. So great for Detroit. It's really unbelievable. I just It's hard to put into words. There's a lot of people that put in so much work this year and the city needed this, and they deserve this after 30 years. Well, here was you know, We deserved it as NFL fans to actually have a reasonably good game. That right. is true. You know what I mean? Because the other the games other are stunk. I God. was going to go stronger, but yes, they were not great. Uh, they sucked, actually. <laughs> All three of them. <laughs> and that this, cowboy defense, Jerry, was so What bad. defense? They didn't play defense yesterday. <clears throat> I can understand why you feel the way you feel. Which is how? Pissed. Yeah, you're very angry. You're very upset. I think you're really disappointed. No, disappointed. I, I think you're rooting for Jerry Jones. I think you want him to win a championship before he dies. Well, I mean, he well, won a bunch. You know, it's not like Jerry a, feels. He was bad a young man, though. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, but he still did. There's lots of yeah. people who've owned teams or coached and lived and, and died well, and never right. won anything. Never won anything. What would Look your at the take? Lions. Well, I don't know if you saw this, but I didn't. I, I didn't know if you saw Jimmy Johnson at halftime. I did. I thought it was awesome. Yeah, I don't think was... Mike McCarthy did that. You don't? No. I think they were eating their orange peels, and he was shell-shocked. Michael Strahan was in a three-point stance, I ready saw. to rock and roll. I saw. Jimmy Johnson looked like he was ready to go coach oh, again. Now, now, all of a sudden, he's in the ring of honor, and now he's ready to go coach again? Well, he's not going to coach again. But that guy well, wants no part of doing anything but fishing and collecting his check there correct. on Fox. That's it. <laughs> That's right. And there was this theory that until Jerry put Jimmy in the ring of honor, that the Cowboys would win nothing. So he did it two weeks ago. So they that theory doesn't get yeah, so. <laughs> no, that oh, so that's why work. he put Jimmy into the ring of I honor. I said there's a theory Yeah, out but I there. think you think that was say. the impetus as to why? No, I, I don't. I Sounds just like it. There's a... Based on what? Based on me saying there's a theory out there? Well, yeah, it sounds like say, you believe, I believe it. This. It sounds like you believe it. No, I don't. I did not say that. I did not say that at all. I said that's the theory that is out there. Well, it didn't work. No, it did didn't it? work. Nothing worked yesterday at all. Uh, how was your night last night watching games? Duh. It was, wasn't good. Wasn't you did, well, <laughs> No. Didn't enjoy yourself? No, no, no. I did not. No. Okay. No. Hmm. Wasn't good at all. Not great. Was uh, it because of the uh, games? <laughs> Just let him finish. <laughs> okay. God's sake. Just one more. Here's Jared Goff on Laporta being banged up and still getting through and playing. That dude's a stud. I told him that all week, and uh, he battled. I don't, I don't know if people quite know how badly he was hurting. Well, he did make it through, so good for him. Um... One other one from Goff. So they had the ball. It's a one-point game, obviously, and the Rams need to get a stop. And here was the, uh, not the play, but here's Goff on the game ceiling pass to Amon Ross St. Brown. It was like every other rep we've had of that play 100 million times. Uh, it was him one-on-one with the nickel and um, go win. And it was it was pitch and catch. And that dude's as good as he gets. And uh, I was able to put it on him. Yeah, he had seven catches for a buck ten. Matthew Stafford in his return return to Detroit, twenty five of thirty six, three sixty seven, two touchdowns, no picks. Detroit home for the winner of tonight's game between Philadelphia 
and uh, and uh, Tampa. Tampa Bay. All right, so here we go. Here's Josh Allen. CBS has this game. We'll have both games today on uh, 660 AM, covered starting at 4 p.m. First, you got the Steelers in Buffalo. Again, this is before all the snow. Josh Allen about uh, continuing on because for a big part of the season, they were not in playoff position. We're very fortunate to, to be playing another game. There's a lot of, a lot of teams that aren't in the playoffs, a lot of guys that are, um, you know, not practicing today. Um, so this is a, a very inspired group right now. Um, we just love that we're able to come in here and, and do what we love to do. And then following that game will indeed be the Eagles and the Bucks from Tampa. Now, Saturday, we know the Texans smashed the Browns. Here's C.J. Stroud on becoming the youngest quarterback ever to win a playoff game. Let's see which one is it. It's, it's cool, man. It's really cool. I, mean, I put a lot of hard work in. My teammates do. Um, and it's cool to see the fruits of your labor come come to be true. So um, I'm super blessed to be um, considered with a great name like Michael Vick, who was my favorite quarterback growing up. So um, I'm, I'm super blessed, and hopefully I can make it too. I think he beat him by like 150 days or something yeah. like mm-hmm. that to be the youngest. Then you got old man Flacco, who first half was fine, second half did not go well. Uh, it could be the end now, but if it is, appreciative of the opportunity. I was so fortunate to become a part of this team. It's a special group, and I know a lot of people can say that, but um, it, it really is. Uh, so to be given a chance to 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 do this with those guys, um, you know, I'm super grateful. For I asked it. Al during the warm-up show uh, how excited he did think Deshaun Watson was at the end of that. <laughs> <laughs> or relieved is a better word. Uh, yes. And if anybody knows relief, it's Deshaun. <laughs> <laughs> God. <laughs> I didn't think of it that way, but yes, I, I would suppose so. And then, of course, you had the Chiefs beating up the Dolphins in that frigid game on Saturday night. You yeah. also had the frozen, not tundra, mustache oh, of Andy Reid, who like was... <laughs> There was a, an actual seal somewhere that there was a picture <laughs> of its whiskers frozen that was going around the internet, and I was like, "Man, that is just perfect." Well, he well, he was asked about it. Andy, I know you were able to you know, make it mind over matter about the weather, but it looked like have you had to deal with some icicles in the mustache? Um, <laughs> you just just say, "Bring it." Yeah, yeah. It was the worst thing that could happen is it falls off, right? Mm, frozen snot is probably what it was. You think it was bugs? <clears throat> what else would it be? I don't know. Got the steam coming out of his mouth, and it defied gravity and shot upwards. Oh, you saw it. Oh, you, wait a minute. <laughs> what? The wind was blowing. You look. I, I'm looking at a highlight of him right now. He's breathing, and it's going up towards his face. We're talking about water freezing. Yeah, but that's what's coming out of his freezing. mouth. I don't think it's. Well, how does he speak? Like Daffy Duck? He's spitting. Yeah, I think so. No, he's not. He's breathing, and it's going up. More likely, snot fell down and froze. What do you think? I think it's got to be snot. I mean, you have a you have a beard and, and yeah, mustache. It's, like I'm, I'm trying to think, but I mean, so steam coming out of the mouth. Going, you're yeah, saying going is going up, yeah. up and yeah. freezing. Yeah, look at it. Just look at the highlight. <laughs> no, it's no, not. it's 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 definitely because you know your nose it's, it's runny yes. when it's uh, cold out. It's just it's snot. It's snotsicles. That's what it is. Yes. Snotsicles. 100% snotsicles. <laughs> it has to be. I would certainly think. Or maybe it's a combination of both. If you want to 
to move past this. If you'd like me to agree with yeah. that, fine. A combination of both. Uh, Rangers beat the Capitals 2-1. First period goals from Lafreniere and Panarin. They snap a four-game losing streak. You got the Devils and Bruins today. Tonight, Islanders and Wild. The Knicks play the Magic at three. Then tonight, Nets home for the Heat on 101.9 FM at 720. Rutgers lost to Michigan State 73-55. Number four, UConn over Georgetown by 13. And Maryland won on the road at number 10, Illinois. All right, Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. Jordan Love with the game of his life down in Dallas yesterday. He also was getting a lot of pats on the back because he helped a college student out of the snow during a blizzard. And there was a picture and a selfie that was put out there. So he got that uh, type of recognition there, too. And I, I wonder, like, when you become that recognizable in a place, like Jordan Love, the Green Bay Packers quarterback, is in Green Bay. And a situ- situation like that happens. Mm-hmm. Whether you want to or not, you got to get out and help. Yeah, because well, if somebody recognizes you driving past them and they need help, then forever you're a jerk. That story goes viral the other way. Like I was stuck in his blizzard and Jordan Love just blew right past me and he could have helped. And well, then I froze to death. Maybe they wouldn't have known who George, Jordan Love is. I don't know what kind of vehicle he drives. I'm sure he's got tinted windows just to, you know, remain anonymous when he's driving through the streets yeah, so you of Green don't have Bay. to help people right? well I mean I'm sure that Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre has been through this yes absolutely you know in wintertime up there you know you got a truck you're driving around you see some damsel in distress yeah uh, and you come out and you become the hero so he's a hero twi- twice over now in Green Bay and, and beloved and now everybody's forgotten about the quarterbacks previous because well, now they're going to have another decade of great quarterback play well, both those guys won Super Bowls for the Packers, and Jordan Love's going to have to do that to be compared to them. But this was a pretty damn good start for him in the playoffs, that's for sure. Uh, let's go to Peter in Bayonne. What's going on, Peter? Good morning, guys. Thanks for taking my call. All right, um, Peter. Just, um, I just wonder what you guys think about this over-celebrating after every single play. Even a quick first down, they got a point first down. I think the refs know what they are. But specifically, I do remember Ozzy Smith doing backflips out to shortstop, I believe it was, years ago. Um, but now that backflip yesterday um, into the end zone by Green Bay, it, I'd like to see him try it today in Kansas City with solid rock to land on. And I just was wondering what you yeah. or maybe you think the management or ownership. You know what, Peter? Now, listen, listen, listen Peter. Peter, we, we got to get over this. <laughs> These kids are just <laughs> celebrating. They have the ability to do that. If I had the ability to do that, I think I would do that. <laughs> but I don't have the ability to do that. I mean, you don't understand how intense these games are. You know, there's fighting back and forth. There's trash talking going on. I mean, this is not a gentlemanly game. I mean, you'd like to play within the rules. Yeah. You'd like to help up maybe a teammate or something. But you're not going to help up a, a player on the other team. That's a no-no in the eyes of many coaches around the league. Look, man, let the kids blow off some steam. That's the way I look at it. And some of these celebrations are quite interesting. And you got to remember, I play with a guy by the name of Icky Woods. We had the Icky Shuffle. It was the ugliest dance in the history of celebrations. But it was our dance. And it was our player. And, you know, they made him do it on the sideline. He did it the first couple times in the end zone. And then the NFL said, no more. It has to be on the sideline. But now, finally, the NFL has relented. And they don't mind the celebrations. So, I mean, I, we all got to get over it. The only time I don't like it <clears throat> is when a team's getting blown out and then, like, a That's guy a scores a touchdown and they'll do a dance or whatever. Or the, you know, you, right. or after, like, a 20-yard pass completion and there's a hit 
and a guy gets up and dances after that. But you have to understand just how intense these games are. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I love you see how when a team scores a goal in a, in, a, in a game of hockey, how everybody celebrates. Yeah, that, that's kind of the same thing with these guys. And a lot of times they don't get a chance to touch the ball as much as, say, a C.D. Lamb may touch it or a Justin Jefferson or Tyree Kill. So some of these lesser known players are just, you know, letting off some steam and, and celebrating. And hopefully they do it the right way. And most of the time they do. So I don't care. Let's go to Bob and Comac. What's going on, Bob? Hey, hey guys. Good morning. How are you? Good. Um, What's up? Listen, um, with that, as the NFL and the advertising called it, the historic event with the Chiefs and the Dolphins and everybody had to fork up to pay for it if they wish. Do you think Goodell and the NFL is event? Really, this is I'm directing this to Boomer a little bit, but both. Do you think they are eventually headed towards a pay-per-view Super Bowl at some point? Uh I don't know about a pay-per-view Super Bowl. I don't know. There'll still be pay-per-view games. Congress is going to force them to, you know, keep some of these games over the air for free. You know, there is that whole uh, antitrust act and, and everything else that the NFL enjoys because it is a monopoly. So there are certain things that they have to stay within. Um, there was a, a very interesting way that they got to this the Saturday games and the way that Black Friday game was played at three o'clock, it was a loophole that was in that yep. that uh, that Professional Football Act of 1961 or whenever the hell that was, um, and they found the loophole and then they sold that game to Prime. I mean, hey, the job of Roger Goodell, just so everybody understands, Gary Bettman, you know, uh, Rob Manford. Uh, our guy make NBA, money for the owners. It, they, their job is to create as much money as they possibly can for the owners and the players. By mm-hmm. the way, yeah, you know, and I know the players were complaining. Uh, you know, that we're playing on Peacock. What? What the hell is that? Well, look, let me tell you something. The reason you're making fifty million dollars a year is because Roger Goodell is growing the brand. That's his job. Whether you, whether any of us like it or not, and you want to call me a shill for it, call me a shill. I don't give a damn. His job is to make money for those thirty-two owners. And all of those players. And that's why these salaries have exploded. That's why ticket sales have exploded. That's why all this uh, merchandise off the fields have exploded. Is because of the popularity of the game. So, And they're just going to keep pushing and pushing and pushing. Until eventually, I would imagine, one of these days, the linear television model, the CBS, the NBC, the Fox, is going to go by the wayside. When that happens... Probably in 10 years, maybe. That would be my guess. Hey, uh, Stephen Waldron, CBS Sports. Are you uh, there this morning on this fine Martin Luther King Day, Stephen? Yeah, good morning, guys. Hey, what's going on? Always great to talk to you, Stephen. What's uh, what's you on too, opposite Bill's Steelers on CBS Sports Network today? Uh, we have college basketball at all day. All oh, day. okay. All right, live program. Not field hockey. Yeah, one, two, three, four, five games. Not okay. field hockey? No, that's tomorrow morning. Oh, that's uh, right. Tomorrow. So t- tell the audience what's going to happen tomorrow morning. Uh, we will be preempted from 630 to 830 by uh, field hockey Olympic qualifiers, USA versus New Zealand. We'll come on the air at 830 and finish up the show. Do I have to tell you, I watched a little of this uh, USA versus Italy. Yeah, it was on over the weekend, Italy. too. Yeah. It was a pretty good game, actually. It was actually a lot of what? fun. What are you talking about? You watched that. I, Why? Well, we were in our meeting yesterday. Yeah. And it was on CBS Sports Network oh, okay. uh, before Tops, I think. Oh, I don't know. It was on somewhere. Right. And I was like, man, I've never seen field hockey played at that level before. Yeah. And the, and the girls are really good. 
Okay. And I've never seen field hockey played ever at very, any level. And very attractive, by the way. <laughs> All right, Boomer and Geo coming to you live for the Built Forward Tough Studio on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. Dallas Cowboys get whipped yesterday. That's been the big story. What will they do with Mike McCarthy? What will they do with Dak Prescott? We're going to have to find out soon because, as you know, everybody's scrambling to hire coaches and not just head coaches, but assistants. And the Dallas Cowboys don't want to be behind on that if they are going to move forward or not going to move forward with Mike McCarthy. And, of course, we got the two games Today, one very, very interesting because the Buffalo Bills and the Steelers get moved in the weather. It's going to be nuts. I mean, these are two AFC general powerhouses. And then you get the game tonight where I just don't know what to expect from the Philadelphia Eagles. I just, I'd assume that they're done. It feels like they're done. They're dead. It feels like Jalen Hurts uh, with the hand injury and the way that he has played is just, they're just cooked. But then again, we're talking about the... Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who scored nine points against the Carolina Panthers uh, to finish out the season, and it's a Todd Bowles coach team. So it's not like the Eagles can't go in there and win that game. Uh, so this is going to be a, a very, very uh, interesting close to Wild Card Weekend, which has been insane. I mean, not good games, but just crazy outcomes. C.J. Stroud looking like he's been playing for 20 years. Uh, Jordan Love turning into Aaron Rodgers yesterday, so we'll see what type of craziness we All get right. today. So, a couple things. It could be raining down in Tampa, and it's obviously going to be windy and snowy up in Buffalo, which yeah. is going to be amazing. It's going to feel like 5 degrees. So, Al, you got to help me, because I don't remember when this happened. Maybe, Eddie, you could help me as well. Do you remember when I came in here and I told you that Jerry Jones's plane was at Teterboro and he was meeting with Bill Parcells? Do you remember that? Yes. Do you remember when that what I uh, you got to find out where Jerry Jones's plane is right now <laughs> because if it's up in New England, he's he's picking up Bill Belichick. Hmm. And that was the thing because uh, they met on the tarmac over there at uh, at Teterboro. Wow. Hmm. What year was that? But yeah, that was uh, when they were replacing Jason Garrett, was it? I'm thinking. No. No. Who was it? You're talking about Parcells? Parcells going to to Dallas. No, Jason Garrett was after Bill Parcells. All right, yeah. All right. Whatever. I don't remember. Whenever that was. That was a long time ago, man. Let's see. Bill Parcells coached the Cowboys 2003 to 2006. So you weren't even here yet. Well, we were on the NFL. That's what it was. We were on the NFL today, and we got we got noticed that he Jerry Jones's plane hmm. was at Teterboro. That's what it was. <laughs> yeah. Well, you find that stuff out these days, especially in college football. There's crazy people finding the private jets of the universities and yeah. whoever else trying to see who uh, the next head coach is going to be or a guy's flying in. So. so I know we either have somebody watching us or somebody listening to us that does this kind of stuff. Oh, okay. So all you got to do is find out where Jerry Jones's plane is. I don't know if you can find out where his yacht is, but I don't think he's going to be sending his yacht to no. Martha's Vineyard to go get Not in uh, January. Yeah. <laughs> so it's got to be the jet. Yeah, it has to be the Jet. But, I mean, they got to fire Mike McCarthy first, don't they? Yeah, that's what I'm saying, if they do that. And you're right. They're going to have to do something quickly because it is about the assistant coaches, too. You know, Jerry Jones could be doing a lot of things, but... I know Dan Quinn didn't help himself yesterday. That's no, for sure. everybody thought he was just going to go right up to Seattle. Now, I don't think that one game is going to throw that off. I mean, 
mean, if one game is going to throw that off, would have been him blowing the Super Bowl twenty eight to three, right? Yeah. As the head coach. True. So I mean, if the if the Seahawks want Dan Quinn, they're going to get Dan Quinn, and they're probably going to say, well, that was unfortunate what happened against the Packers. But I I don't believe that now they're going to pivot off of that because of this miserable performance by his defense. And then there's a potential for a Philly destruction. There's a potential for, I guess, Mike Tomlin to walk away. What? Yeah, that, that is reports. crazy to me. Yeah, to take a to take a break. Now, it, I mean, why would he do that? I mean, what, like Mike Tomlin? Yeah, mean, I don't know. But let me ask you a question. Like, I love when you say those are the reports. Like, where where are the reports coming from? It was uh, well, it was NBC, and there was another. Was it one Pro too. Football Talk? Uh, so according to NBC Sports, is all this says. Okay. Um, I don't know if it was. I hope Florio? not. But you know, maybe maybe somebody's in his ear and saying, "Hey, I don't know. The Raiders would pay you a gazillion dollars to come and coach them." <laughs> I yeah. can't imagine though. Like, well, I remember asking Coach Cower if he was going to go back to coach. Where would he go? And he goes, "You know what? I don't think I would have gone back to an AFC team. It would have had to been somebody like the Giants or the Bears. Yeah, legacy franchises." He probably would have considered, you know, but, you know, he's living a good life now. Now he's just Coach Cower living a good life. Yeah, and by the way, it was Florio. Okay. That's what, uh, that's where it came from as I'm reading another article that, that goes right to that link. And Florio also did it during a NBC, one, you know, one of the hits over the weekend that he did on, on TV. Now that would be shocking. With that, like, we always have something shocking that happens. Seattle was shocking. Tennessee was shocking. I think. Well, Tennessee, we, there were rumors though. Like there was no well, later rumors in the about season, Pete Carroll. Like, later in the season, yeah. though, where you got you got to see this is the thing. You got those rumors about Tennessee, mm-hmm. and now you got this about no, Pittsburgh. I, I well, don't not you, it. but you're paying attention to <laughs> I it. I wish I was the one who had that. That'd be great. That'd but be you're a paying lot of fun. attention to it. Yeah. So I mean, it could could very well be a possibility. But he can't go. He wouldn't be able to jump to the Raiders. That's not the way these things work. Like if he's under contract. And he wants an extension. I don't think his contract's up at the end of the year. I right. think he's still under contract. He but, can't but, decide but, to take a, you know, I'm going to take a break and then go jump to another organization. Well, let me ask you this, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's say that there is whatever's going on in the building. You never know what's going on in the building. And let's say they come to a mutual agreement. Yeah, you know, just like Bob Kraft and Bill Belichick did. Come to a mutual agreement. Yeah, it's, it's over. You know, let's let's just move on. Because the Steelers have their eye on Mike Vrabel. No, it doesn't sound like that. I mean, at least to, according to Florio, it says the Steelers won't fire Tomlin. And according to a reporter, interested in giving him an extension. But it's Tomlin who's unsure whether he wants a return or not. This would be a good time if you're the Steelers to, if, if Tomlin's going to walk away, now's the time to do it. And Vrabel's your guy. Because Vrabel would be the guy. But, I mean, there'd be some years... That you'd be like, wow, these re- he really screwed us here, you know. But he, Mike Vrabel's sitting out there; he's the perfect head coach for that organization. If Tomlin does move on, but they would have to. But if he's taking a break, he's taking a break. He's going to take a year off. He's not going to go to Vegas. And what are you going to do? Put a put Antonio Pearson there for one year, and then bring in Tomlin? Yeah, I no, I don't know. I'm I'm just I I'm, I would be that would be stunning to me. Mike Tomlin stepping down, and if he was going to step down, he would have to do it. If they lost today, he would have to do it quickly because he'd have to. I would assume he'd want to give the Steelers an opportunity to go get the guy that they want. And this could be a negotiating tactic too. I mean, it could be the fact that this extension that they're offering him is not where he <sighs> wants it to be. He sees guys like Sean Payton getting a ridiculous amount of money, yeah. stuff like that. 
You know what? The NFL is on fire right now. It is. Think about it. I don't. I can't remember the last time we've had this many job openings, uh, this many jobs that are still occupied at the moment. <laughs> We're not sure whether or not they're going to be occupied tomorrow. And big names, too. I mean, Jim Harbaugh might be coming back to the NFL now. Pete Carroll stepping down. Bill Belichick. I mean, it is as crazy of an offseason we've ever seen in coaching. I would think, you know, Michigan fans want Jim Harbaugh back. I know Michigan wants Jim Harbaugh back. But it sounds to me like if he gets this L.A. Uh, Charger job, he's taking it. Yeah. And he could get offered today. I mean, because he's there today. I don't know. Have they have they interviewed anybody else? I'm not sure. Yeah, that's right. You got to go through the whole Rooney rule, so I'm not sure if they have or not. I mean, Oof. this is if he if he got hired today, that'd be a big problem for a lot of people if they just hired him. And because you 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 can't right like there's no you can't even hire a guy. No, they, they wouldn't even allow it. I don't know. If, I don't know. It's not if, like you can I do don't it know. and then get penalized, right? For but it. I don't know if the Chargers may have gone through some interviews this week to. To live up to the Rooney Rule, I'm not sure if they have or not. Yeah, I haven't seen anything, but that doesn't mean it hasn't happened. I haven't been paying attention to every single Charger thing. And you could do this stuff over Zoom, too, right? You can get some guys on yes, Zoom yes. and do that. And if you're Jim Harbaugh, too, right? don't you want to get a couple of teams involved? Drive your price up? I think if you're Jim Harbaugh, you want the L.A. Charger job, and you want you want to be able to hire the guys you want to be able to hire, and you also want to be able to bring in a front office guy with you. Somebody like, you know, like Kyle Shanahan did with... Uh, John Lynch. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Let's go to Carl and Carteret. What's going on, Carl? Hey, how are you guys? What's uh, up, first, man? First time, long time. Uh, I have a uh, football question. I'm a long time um, Cowboy fan since the back days, and it's about Dan Quinn. And I've been thinking about this um, for the past five weeks. Uh, first issue is seems like the Cowboys are the only team on first and second down that have these hybrid safeties. They don't have a real middle linebacker. I know there was the injury, but the, the, these guys for the past five weeks as these hybrid safeties playing middle linebacker on first and second down. Are and they get run on. Destroyed. And they get destroyed. run on. Yeah. Right? So if I know that, why wouldn't they? I mean, they, they need a big body. They're missing gaps. They can't play the cutback. And this is going on for five weeks. The other thing is, and this is a big deal, and I think the announcer mentioned it yesterday, one of the broadcasters. The other thing is, Cowboys have been playing a, a man-to-man defense. They, they, would, they, would, they come up on the safeties. They, they, they come up on the receivers close. They bump them. But yesterday, they're playing a soft zone with their safeties back, and they seemed like they didn't know what they were doing. Um, who made that? Like, I can't believe Dan Quinn made that decision. Well, you know, Dan Playing. Quinn is as as a respected coach in this league as there is. I, you know, I, he yeah. had an awful day yeah. yesterday. His players had an awful day yesterday. The one that drove me crazy, and I'm sure it drove you crazy, is when Deron Bland is on one of the uh, tight ends, and right. he's like 12 yards off, and it's like third and five. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's where you bump, you get into the guy's face. You're like, what are you doing? But all year, Boomer, all year, they played a hard, like a, a, an aggressive man defense. Well, Carl, I'm, I actually might have, I might have a little bit of an answer for you. Uh, and we have a friend, a mutual friend, Boomer, and I was a huge Packers fan. Yes. And, and before the game, he sent us this text. He said, the Cowboys play more man than any team in the league, and Jordan Love's numbers versus man are ast- astronomical. ha, ha, ha. So, so, so maybe that's overcoaching. Like yeah. you know what I mean. It's either overcoaching or over analytics. 
Yeah, because they didn't seem like they knew what they were doing. People mm-hmm. were wide open in the middle. And um, I, maybe that came from the top. Maybe that came from McCarthy to make that decision. I also I also think that you have, to, you have to remember Thanks, Carl. that one of the best young coaches in football happens to be standing on the other sideline, Matt LaFleur. Yeah, and he's done it now without Aaron Rodgers. Exactly. And, you know, and his brother, Mike LaFleur, the guy that was with the Jets, is doing it with uh, Matthew Stafford. Yeah, he made Puka Nakua into the wide receiver that he is. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Couldn't do it here. <laughs> I could do it with Matthew Stafford in L.A. You know, th- all those guys are from that Kyle Shanahan, Mike Shanahan, Washington. They were the Redskins back then. Yeah. C- that coaching staff. And all those guys that have come off that coaching staff are tied to that coaching staff. They're the ones who have been the most successful in the league. It hasn't been the Belichick coaching staff. Nope. Hasn't been the Andy Reid coaching staff. It's that Mike Shanahan, Washington Redskin, young group of coaches that came off of that coaching staff. Yeah. Mike McDaniel, Sean McVay. They were all there. Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan. Uh, um, uh, uh, LaFleur, you just mentioned. LaFleur. Taylor, Zach Taylor. Zach Taylor. Wow. Uh, let's go to Charlie in Franklin Square. What's going on, Charlie? Hey, Boomer and Geo. Um, I have a scenario. So Mike Tomlin takes the year off. The Giants next year have a so-so season. They fire Dable. Tomlin to the Giants. <laughs> I mean, I like Brian Dable as a coach, man. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm... so do I. I don't. The Giants would have to completely fall off the face of the earth next year for John Merritt to fire Brian Dable. I, that's what I think. I mean, I, I think John, I, whatever, whatever went on over there, I mean, who knows? I mean, you know, these are maniac coaches with egos like the size of Texas. Yeah. And everybody's, you know, trying to protect their area. And who knows what was going on over there? Who knows why Brian Dable fired those assistant coaches? I mean, I, I mean, just it happens. By the way, someone tweeted me here that the Chargers did interview Leslie Frazier already. Oh, that's right. That that's that's the one I read. Yep. Yeah. So that was yesterday that they. I don't know that if it's out. just one black coach or a coach of color, like you know Rob Soller, somebody different, um, or or two. I'm not sure how that all works out. Yeah, but at least they have been interviewing some people, so it's not like Harbaugh is the first one in the building, and they're gonna the hire him on the spot. Uh, Mike in Bergen County, what's going on, Mike? Hey, good morning, guys. How are you? What's up, man? Listen, as a disgruntled Cowboys fan, I want to know from Boomer, what's the story with Dak? Is it that he's reading the defenses wrong? Is it the coach that's not coaching him other than the fact that he throws interceptions and he sucks? And the second thing I wanted to know from Boomer (laughs) is that... (laughs) God, you fans are out of your minds. As an MVP quarterback, tell me what Dak is seeing or not seeing. And as far as coaching... You know, the only thing Mike uh, McCarthy is good as eat as is eating. You know, what what coach would Harbaugh be a good fit there? Yeah, I don't think Harbaugh would be a good fit there. I don't. But I, I listen. Dak Prescott almost won the MVP this year. He was a second team All Pro quarterback. I mean, he had a fantastic year. And I think about two games on the road where they probably could have won. We have a bunch of Philadelphia Eagle fans watching us today here as guests. (laughs) Yep, They reminded us that Dak stepped out of bounds in that game against Philadelphia. And also that Miami Dolphin game when they went down to Miami. They could have won that game too. And I, I look, I think the world of Dak Prescott myself, I really do. And I know that there are these issues with the playoff games and all this other stuff. 
But when I watch him stand up after the game, which is a big part of what I want as an owner of a football team, I want real men standing up there taking ownership or deflecting the praise. And nobody does it better than he does it. And nobody is under more scrutiny than he is. I'm I'm sorry. He's just... And look, he gets paid a lot of money. I don't feel sorry for him. But he was a fourth-round draft choice. He wasn't the first overall pick. He's worked for everything he's gotten. I have I have an immense amount of respect for that guy. And when he threw that interception yesterday and that and that coverage, he should have seen that coverage. <clears throat> what, what that coverage, how we describe it, and everybody describes it a little differently. They could call it one robber. They could call it one lurk. That's where it's man coverage, and there's a safety, Darnell Savage, coming down, reading the route. And he knew he was going to CeeDee Lamb the whole way. And he read the route perfectly. Darnell Savage is a great safety, one of the better safeties in the league, and he read it perfectly. And that was the straw to me that broke the game open. That's the killer. And unfortunately, he has to own that. And he should have seen that. That should have never happened for a guy of his experience. Uh, Jerry is back. He's got a, another update, and he also has moment of the day as Boomer's trying to torture him in the break. Oh, thank you, Boomer. That's delicious. It looks great. Can't wait to eat that. Of course. Uh, there's, there's a great Bon Jovi song that's being sung about the Dallas Cowboys right now. They are the butt of everybody's joke yes, this morning. Oh, the same. And they earned it. They always come up lame. That's Boom Jovi, if you didn't know. <laughs> God, we need to get the 10, man. <laughs> gotta get the 10. We're losing it. Yes, we do. Uh, all right, Jerry, what's going on, man? Brought to you by Town Fair Tire. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody. We'll start with the late game, and that would have been the Lions and the Rams, of course, last night. Uh, Detroit gets their first playoff win in 32 years. They fend off L.A. 24-23. Jared Goff, 22 of 27, 277, and a score. Um, here was Goff. The support from the fans, incredible. The place was loud. They were uh, ready for it, and they certainly enjoyed it. Yeah, they were they were on their game today, and um, that's not a, a, a no slouch D line over there. And, um, anytime ninety nines on the other side, you got to be on your game, and um, they were today, man. They were they were great and uh, came to play and came to win. Uh, Taylor Decker is the longest tenured lion offensive lineman. Mm. He was with NFL Network after, and the he game. was that guy in the center of that uh, no report report controversy. Remember? That's right. I do. Yeah, of course. Here was uh, him on Goff. It just confirms to everybody else what we already know. The guy's special. Um, can't say enough good things about him. I mean, he really deserves it. I mean, yeah, it's just special for him. Special for him. And for the city, of course. Uh, he would continue on with the NFL Network reporter who could sense he was about to cry. As I said, longest tenured line. So he's been through some really rough seasons, as we know. I can see you're fighting back tears right now. Can you describe to me what is the most emotional part of this journey? Oh. Just to claw our way out. Um, there were a lot of, a lot of, a lot of peaks and a lot more uh, valleys on this journey. <laughs> <laughs> Carlin was not in on that. Uh, here was Aiden Hutchinson defensively holding them to field goals was huge. We put an emphasis on on our red zone and kind of in the middle of the season when we, you know we kind of real. I mean, maybe a little later in the season when we realized it wasn't really up to par and. Um, 
I, I, you know, it's kind of hard to, to describe. No, you don't have to. I mean, they, they stopped, kept him out of the end zone. I, I don't know. What? It's just, it's amazing how, like, late in the season, things change quickly. Although, this was a great game. This game was close. Yeah. And Matthew Stafford played great, you know, returning back to Detroit. Had a couple touchdown passes that were beautiful. Uh, different arm angles. He played fantastic, but I think Aiden is right. It was their it was their red zone defense. They just could not score a touchdown in the second half. And here was Stafford on the Lions crowd. He certainly knows something about it. It was a good playoff atmosphere. Um, you know, obviously it was a loud crowd. I thought we did a great job communicating the whole day. Um, it was a good playoff atmosphere. It was. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately for him, he's not on that team anymore. You think Aaron so Glenn gets a couple interviews? Maybe. Here. I would think so. Yeah. The defense coordinator. Of the Detroit Lions and a former teammate of mine here with the Jets. You would certainly think so. Um, here was Matt LaFleur. Of course, the uh, the Packers beating the Cowboys 48-32 in a game that wasn't that close. Uh, he enjoyed They were a seven-point underdog. So be it. They went out and they took care of business. I think there's a little bit of freedom with that in terms of how you go out and play. And, you know, these guys, uh, they went for it. And that's, that's exciting to see. Um, you know, every phase, I thought... You could see it in the way we play it. Yeah, well, they got up uh, fourteen nothing in a blink, twenty seven nothing after the uh, the interception return for a touchdown. When it was at twenty, right here actually, twenty seven was yeah, was the interception by Darnell Savage. Um, here was Jordan Love. He just he heard the critics early on in the season, but as the season wore on, he got better and ignored the noise. Uh, I think it's just noise on the outside. Um, I think that's the way everybody looks at it in the locker room. Just outside noise. Um, we're not worried about it. You know, we keep coming out here and, uh, you know, showing what we're about. So that's, that's all we're going to do. So here's Mike McCarthy after the game. He will not meet the media today. They said that's actually Will on their way out the door at 1130 in Dallas. And then McCarthy is assessing things unless he gets a call from Jerry Jones to come see him. We'll see. Uh, here was McCarthy on Jordan Love. Clearly the, the best thing they did, uh, in my opinion, coming in was the deep play action game. And then, you know, obviously the, the protection was there. Um, he was able to buy time, extend plays. And, uh, you know, we just, um, you know, we gave up too many of them. Uh, a lot of them, as a matter of fact. I'll tell you what, I don't want to hear Micah Parsons compared to Lawrence Taylor ever again. I understand. <laughs> I mean, my God. Mm-hmm. It's still nothing from him? <clears throat> did, I, not that no I've seen. No audio? Nothing? Did he, I'm did not he saying skip out on the media? I, I don't know. I'm sure he spoke. I mean, those guys... Usually they all do. I have not seen the video. Okay. The last thing I saw was Tony Pollard, who didn't say a whole lot. So uh, here was Dak. He stood at the podium and spoke and answered all the questions. Yeah, that was pretty bad. Yeah, I mean, frustrated, as you just said, is the, the great word my, for my play. Uh, the way that we came out here and we, we started this game uh, and then just shocked, honestly. Um, from the beginning of the game, uh, yeah, we got beat there's no other which way around it no way to sugarcoat it um obviously i didn't play well uh and shock that's a stand-up guy right there man that is a stand-up guy yeah always has been as a matter of fact so you and i are on the same page there you just like a new coach correct but you want to keep the quarterback yeah okay absolutely here's jerry jones he'll be the ones to make all the he'll be the one to make all those decisions his thoughts on mike mccarthy's future the only thing that was on my mind almost this entire game was not an analysis of our strategy, not an analysis of the play. It was, do we get to play here again next week? And we can't. And that could have happened by a point, or it could have happened the way it happened. Yeah, exactly. Well, but now did. they get to play another game in Detroit. Yeah, well. Got to be really happy for those people. Oh, this has got to go. And that's Michael Irvin. 
wants them all out. Get rid of everybody. <laughs> uh, I mean, oof, of all yeah. the guys. Chad Ochocinco, I played this earlier. He was very disappointed in the Cowboys' effort. I was excited. I- I'm ready for that. The mother get to the goddamn promised land and get all these motherfuckers off his back. God, I mean, y'all forgive me for cursing. Y'all stay with me for a little bit now because I'm upset. He said he went to uh, Twitter for help how you could defend the Cowboys after that slop. Give me something. Give me an idea because I know I'm going to go crazy on the Cowboys. Yeah. Is there anything I can do? Is there anything I can say to defend what the fuck they put out there today? There was nothing. Nothing. <laughs> that's how bad it was. Bring in Dion. <laughs> that's what I want to see. That is a thought that's out that's, there, too. That's what we want. I mean, that would be as entertaining as anything. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. What someone, do we care? We just want entertainment. Yep. Someone said, was it Mike Flurry? I, I, saw, I saw online somewhere in the last half hour, someone said um, Belichick is close to the Joneses. I'm or sure he's he friends is. with them. I'm sure he is, just like Parcells is. Or was. Huh. Why wouldn't you be? One plus one equals two, then. No. But why wouldn't you be close to the Joneses? I mean, they're about, the as, Patriots. Im- they're about you- as impactful as Bob Kraft is or any of the other top-end owners that you know are decision-makers for the league. I know, but okay. I I never heard that before until today. So no, maybe yeah. we shall see. All right, so Green Bay wins. They get San Francisco this weekend. Uh, and then the Lions will be home now, and they will get the winner of tonight's game between Tampa and... And Philadelphia, you got the Steelers in Buffalo today to play the Bills. Both games on AM 660. Uh, coverage at 4 p.m. Of course, CBS will have Steelers and Bills. And then the Eagles and Bucks will be on Fox coming up later tonight. Uh, what else here? We've got the Rangers and the Capitals yesterday at the Garden. Kept in by Steiner in deep hole. He did. Made it a 2 nothing game. They would give up one, but the Rangers would beat the Caps 2-1. Uh, Artemi Panarin scored the first goal. Igor Shosturkin, 24 saves. Those jerseys still not out yet for the uh, we have not outdoor seen, game? We have not seen the outdoor jerseys yet. I know you don't like them. Series. I think they're cool looking. No, no. These are the third jerseys. Oh. I, I, no, they're growing on me. I actually do like them. I just think the, the patch in the front is a little bit big, but the colors I like. Very neat. Uh, yeah, but they'll have, they'll have a white jersey for the outdoor game because they'll be the road team versus the Islanders. I do not know when those jerseys are coming out. Soon and they're enough. definitely going to be new and different for they that usually are. They yeah, usually yeah. are specialized I'm jerseys just, for I'm those games. I'm just surprised they haven't said anything yet. I mean, it's next month, you know? Right. Well, you know, I got a, I got a message into the NHL if they're freaking paying attention. <laughs> Uh, that, uh, you know, we have a Devils fan in here. We have, I'm a Ranger fan, you're an Islander fan, and Spike's a Flyer fan. We mm. should have one of each and That's show them off. You, you would think, but who knows if anybody's paying attention over there at the yeah. NHL. I thought very interesting. I heard what? Spike reveal on that uh, podcast, the awful announcing mm. podcast I think he was on. He's a Nick fan. He grew up a Nick fan, How about yes. that? Yeah, was yeah. a Nick fan. Mm-hmm. But that's, he spends a lot of time talking about the Sixers. No, I know that. And he's been in Philly for a long time, so I understand. Yeah. But that's a weird one to go Philly, New York, Philly. Well, have you, have you met Spike? I have. <laughs> okay. I have. Yeah. Uh, here's Peter Laviolette on his goaltender, Igor Shostarkin. I think it was important for Igor to give us a good game, and I thought he did. Again, I thought we I thought we did a better job in front of him than maybe his last start, where we, I don't think we did a very good job. We could have tightened some things up and been... Better. 24 saves on 25 shots. The Rangers snap a four-game losing streak. The Devils are in Boston today. Tonight, the Islanders skate in Minnesota. All right, I'm going to play this for you. The other day, the uh, the Raptors head coach, 
I'm forgetting his name. Darko Rajakovich. Yeah, you he go. He's the guy that went off the other day. He said, this is crap yeah. about the officiating. Pilot, he got hit by $50,000, something fine. He got, he got fined. He was yeah. not suspended, but he got fined. I'm going to play this. This is about 25 seconds. This is Mike Brown. Kings losing overtime to the Bucks last night. And he got ejected. He was not happy with the officiating. So instead of saying this is crap and yelling and saying we shouldn't have shown up for the game if this is how they're going to call it, he shows up to the press conference with the game film. I just want to show you guys why I got kicked out of the game right here. This is in the first. Uh, this is in the third. What's he third showing quarter, it on? On a laptop. Left to go in, in, in the third, and right here you can watch. You can watch. Go back and watch. He uh, Fox barely puts his hand on uh, on Dame's hip, and so he goes on to show why it shouldn't have been a call to foul. The NBA's got to susp- uh, find him for this too now, right? Well, not too, but I mean, was he's he's always, next. He's just explaining why he got kicked out. But now he's bringing a prop. <laughs> Have you ever seen that before? No, never. The only time I ever saw a guy explain something like that is we just mentioned it, the Al Davis Lane Kiffin yes, firing where he came PowerPoint. out and did like a <laughs> one-hour PowerPoint presentation yeah. of how much he hated Lane Kiffin. Oh, that's true. So they, the Bucks wound up winning by one, and the Kings are good. I think they're seven games over 500, so they wound up losing that game, high-scoring game. You've got the Knicks and Magic today at 3 p.m. The Nets home for the Heat. That'll be on 101.9 FM at 720, and a... Um, well, the uh, Rutgers played well yesterday, except for a, about a five-minute stretch. Car in the lane, lefty hook, no good. Got his own rebound. Put back, good in the foul. Michigan State opening it up right now to a 17-point lead. They won on a night. Crap bowl. I'll tell you what, that, that's got to be the best broadcaster in the Big Ten why, right why, there. Why, why, why? Why make me feel so bad? Know, he sounded good. He's, He's very good, of course. He explained everything. Chris is outstanding. You know this. So Sounds football great. and basketball. Yeah, you know. I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> True Rutgers guy. Yeah, He's Rutgers sure. through and through. Pandemonium in Piscataway. He's been there since what? Eddie ninety nine. Would you say two thousand? That's that long. How long you been there? Uh, two thousand sixteen. Wow. Not nearly as less as your eight. They got to put him in a ring of honor. <laughs> they should. <laughs> yeah. I when all is said and done, I would think so. He will go down in the annals. <laughs> Giant member. Seventy three fifty five was the final as Michigan State did win. Number four, UConn over Georgetown by 13. You've got Columbia taking on Yale later tonight. Time now for Moment of the Day brought to you by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos Tequila brought to you by those who drink it. <laughs> well, I don't usually make it about me, and it really isn't. As we hear from Kevin Ray, Brad Sham, and Mike McCarthy, it's more about Eddie and his quick fingers in terms of reaction from virtual me from last night's crap game. Play action, sidearms a pass into the oh. end zone. For the touchdown. And it went to Romeo. Rent your ass. What? <laughs> Jesus, Jerry. Rent your ass. <laughs> I mean, God. That was Kevin Ray on Compass Media Networks. That was Man, a brand was. new right in your ass, by the way, courtesy of this morning. That was today? No, was today. I, I, I thought that they came yesterday during the broadcast. <laughs> you had your microphone open. No, I did not have my microphone. Darnell Savage. All the way in, 50-yard-plus return. That does not help. I know, made it 27-0. Suck balls. <laughs> and by the way, Jerry, Jerry did uh, the whole team in the, in the locker rooms, it's, that's hurting. And uh, that's, you know, I, I haven't thought past, you know, the outcome of this game. Yeah, they keep saying piece of sh- <laughs> 
God. Jerry, was that me? I mean, you are, you are unbelievable. Those are Eddie's fast fingers. That wasn't uh, me, but that was moment of the day all together. <laughs> Very good stuff from uh, yes. both these. Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. So I guess this blizzard in Buffalo is going to stop around 1 o'clock. So then by 4.30, maybe you might get a little bit of a better condition. At least that's what they're saying right now. But uh, the amount of snow that they have gotten the last couple of days is just crazy. And you wonder what it's going to look like when they start playing. But I don't believe, as I'm looking at the forecast right now i don't believe it's going to be continuing to snow during the game there's the uh, one thing about this lake effect snow and for anybody who, who's lived up there and has lived through it yeah they'll tell you that it's it's about it's about it's really hard to predict you know if a, if a cell comes through and sits there and stays there um but you know hopefully by four o'clock you know what we want is i want to be able to see the field and i want the <laughs> quarterbacks to be able to throw the ball yeah you know what i mean Make it feel like it's the the best team wins. What does it say about wind? Uh, wind, I'll go hourly here at 4 o'clock, uh, 15 miles an hour. That's not bad. Yeah. And it and it does say that there won't be snow during the game, or at least 30% chance. And they got 10 inches in the last 12 hours there. So, my goodness. There's a bunch of videos now of people shoveling up there. Yeah. And just the... The the rampways leading to the seats are just piles of snow. It doesn't look like it's going to be ready to roll. But <laughs> well, you know, Buffalo fans will figure it out. They always do, and they're one of the best fan bases in all of football. We know that. The one thing about this stadium, and, and Jonathan Jones reported this yesterday. I didn't even realize this. So this is one of the older stadiums in the NFL, and it only has one tunnel entrance into it. So everything goes in and out of that tunnel. The players, you know. You know, all the on-field personnel, right. the snow's got to go out of the tunnel. I mean, they got to take it all out of the out of the stadium and then out of the tunnel. It's crazy. Did you see the, because uh, I heard I saw you laughing a little bit when I was doing it. I said 10 inches in the last 12 hours, yes. <laughs> whatever. And I thought as I was coming out of my mouth, I was laughing too. Did you see this uh, Maurice Jones, Drew, Chris Rose thing over the weekend when they were talking about I forget what team exactly. Uh, in the end, there was all the uh, uh, innuendo and yeah, it was just, but it was just the one thing. And I actually don't think Chris Rose was trying to be funny. Like I just, I he said, he said ride the D. He goes, you think that they could ride the D? Oh, it was the Chiefs. That's what it was. They're talking about the Chiefs. He goes, that's the best. This is the best defense that the Chiefs have had under Patrick Mahomes. Could they ride the D to a Super Bowl? No, he just said, do you, do you th- could they continue to ride the D? And what did Morris Jones he do? St- he stopped. Yes. Had a pause. Looked at Chris Rose like, are you serious? <laughs> you just did that and stopped? And then and then Chris Rose goes, the defense. The defense. what I'm talking about. I don't think he was trying to be funny or make a joke. We could actually hear it. I, a lot of them that I saw were like recorded off like a phone recording off the television. But we'll, uh, we'll play it anyway. But you know, the funny thing is, and I'll just say, we have a, a younger writer who writes for the NFL today now. Yeah. Sammy. And Sammy's great. And sometimes, you know, he and JB have to work the script. Yeah. <laughs> and JB's a grandpa, like me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Sammy wants to write like his age. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so watching JB read some of the stuff that Sammy's writing, it's pretty funny, actually. Did he ever say ride the D? No, no, he hasn't <laughs> said that, no. But it is pretty funny. Uh, you know, and, and JB does give, you know, 
kudos to Sammy for writing the way that he does. Yeah. and Because it helps JV stay fresh. Yeah, of course. You know I mean? Fresh and hip. All yeah. right, this is from the NFL Network, uh, Chris Rose and Maurice Jones-Drew. This is far and away the best defense that Patrick Mahomes has had, right? I mean, is it possible that they could ride the D? The defense? (laughs) (laughs) It's really a visual thing, too, when you see Maurice Jones, Drew's face, and he he shoots him a look. Um, But I don't know. Do you think he he did that on purpose? No. I don't think he did. No. Is it possible they could ride the D? (laughs) That's the way you would say it. I know. I know. The defense. (laughs) And he wasn't laughing either. Like he, after he said, I mean, <laughs> but that that went everywhere. That got millions and millions. Of, I uh, gave her the D. <laughs> Who is that? I wanted that D. That's that's Evan. Is that Evan? That's Evan. Why did she give him the D? <laughs> I mean, geez. what is that all about? I don't. Who knows? <laughs> I don't know where it comes from, but it's just there. And but let me ask you a question. Yeah. Do you think that Brian Cashman deserves credit for the '96 <laughs> Yankees? <laughs> I was telling Boomer in the break. I didn't, want, I didn't want to bring it up again because I feel like I'm picking <laughs> on him now. But the first thing I hear when I put on McMonagle driving in, he's arguing with a caller whether or not Brian Cashman deserved credit for the 1998-99 oh, World God. Series championships. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and then they were going into 2001 and 2003 and the ones that they lost. And then they went into that. I was like, you have to be like th- you. How? And with all this stuff going on how? in NFL right now, yeah, they're going back and forth. Oh, stick Michael and Bob Watson. And- <laughs> what? Well, how did you get here this morning? I mean, it really has become like well, life imitates art, imitates life, or whatever. Like one of those things. Like it's it's gotten to that point uh, now. But anyway, he'll be uh, he'll be talking about. Two games tomorrow, hopefully, when I'm driving in, and the the one tonight, I got, I got a feeling I'm not I'm not making it the entire game tonight. I have a feeling too. I could I could just look and see. <laughs> I'm not. Making By the way, I, I'm, we are we are I think guaranteed till eight o'clock tonight at CBS. Oh, okay. So I'm getting out of there for a while. Yeah, but knowing you, you're you're just. You watch every snap of every game live. Oh yeah, man, you got to. Man, not, not you don't have to live. Like, you know, Al and I will come in here. We'll go through the NFL Plus app. You know, the sleep is more important. Yeah, but the, the, there's one thing you guys are missing. And it's the, Eagles the, Bucks. You know I, what I'm yeah, saying? The fact the fact of the matter is, okay, Yeah, is that I couldn't sleep anyway. Oh, okay. All right. you know, I, I, I can't, so what am I supposed to do? Yeah, I can sleep. That's one thing I can do. <laughs> I can go to sleep at any you point. You can you can sleep. Any, <laughs> you can go to sleep anywhere, anyhow. Yeah, but I'm, I am, like, not excited about this game at You're all. You're not going to go over Big John's house and watch the game? Big John? Who's the neighbor? Oh, Nate. <laughs> yeah, oh, my Nate. buddy Nate across the Big street. Big Nate? Big, yeah, he's uh, the boiler guy. That guy's trying to bring you down? No, he's not. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I know he loves you. He's good. He, he helps you out and everything. Well, he's Come got on this, over and watch a game on a Sunday night. He's got this bourbon bar there. That, yeah, okay. And he was very proud of his bourbons and tasted too many bourbons. Oh, you did a little bourbon tasting. He's a little, yeah. Yep. Mm. On an empty stomach, no less. <laughs> All I had eaten up until that point was a Lara bar and a banana. <laughs> and then, uh, next thing you know, and poop and razor blades. Yeah, at least I was across the street. That was, that was the good thing. <laughs> was, yeah, it was, that was a rough one. But wow. I don't know, I'm excited for this. We got uh, 
Steelers, you know, my wife's a Steeler fan. We'll have a Steeler playoff game on a Monday afternoon. We'll have you on the tube. NFL today starting at 3.30. You got the Knicks at 3. You got the Knicks at 3. You got to watch an hour of that. Flip back and forth if you want. Going on. I see Rascona's in here with his son ready to go to the Knicks game. So you got some stuff today for sure. Let's go to Ted in Florida. What's going on, Ted? Hey, how you doing, guys? What's up, Teddy? Man? What's happening? Uh, I got a quick question for you, uh, Boomer, which I agree with your comment <clears throat> Excuse me, earlier in the show. You said that the commissioner's job is to grow the brand and make money for the players and the owners. And basically, that's the job of any sports commissioner. But I, I, I got to ask you, how do you, how do you feel as though that putting a playoff game on an obscure network like Peacock grows the brand? Well, I'll tell you, it grows the brand by $110 million because that's what Peacock paid the NFL for that one game. Think about that for a second. And I understand that. And I understand that, yeah. uh, Boomer. But how do you desert the three networks that got you to where you are today? Hey, believe you believe you me, I am one of those networks. I work for one of those networks. And, yeah, you know, absolutely. So so if you take $100, $100 million instead of 110 I mean, who's advocating for the fans when... The commissioner makes decisions like that. Well, by, by, by the way, and by the way, you know, it's not the commissioner singularly that does that. He has a whole group of people underneath him, and their job is to figure out different ways to grow that brand. I mean, you know what's yeah. interesting to me? I'll tell you what's really interesting to me. You saw the Taylor Swift jacket, and you also saw Brittany Mahomes have that jacket, and Kyle Juszczyk's wife did that jacket. Mm-hmm. You know, normally a, a company has to pay for the rights to be able to do stuff like that. I don't know how that all worked out, but I guarantee you that every single person wants one of those jackets now. Mm. Does she have the NFL license? I, I listen, She's very talented. She's great. If you follow her on Instagram, this is Kyle Juszczyk's wife. Yeah. She's very talented, very, very good at what she does, but right. she just grew the brand probably by $100 million just by having Taylor Swift wear that jacket. And, and, and I understand that, uh, but I, I think in the same token that you don't desert the people that got you there either. I, I think you. Yeah, got I mean, they're not. I mean, they're not deserting anybody. They put a playoff game on a streaming service, like not- and then and somebody bought it and somebody looked at it. I think NBC, who owns Peacock, said, "You know what? We're going to market this channel. We're going to we're going to promote this channel." What better way to do that than have an NFL game on it? And the NFL said, "Okay, we'll give you Patrick Mahomes." Yeah, I mean, I just I didn't like it from the sense of they took away that uh, Chiefs Dolphins game, put it in Germany, and then put this one on Peacock. It just felt like I don't know they were whatever. But it's one hundred and ten million dollars that they were going to get. Most people, I think, have the wherewithal to be able to get the game on their TV with whatever streaming service they have. And those who don't want to do it don't have to do it. It's hey, a, a choice. People, a lot of people got ticked off, and I don't blame them. But like I told you, like all these commissioners have to grow the brand. And nobody grows the brand better than the NFL. They they just do it. They they have a product that everybody loves, a product that we'll all pay for, a product that watching, I'm telling you, watching Taylor Swift walk in with that jacket, all I could think was ding, ding, ching, 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 like money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, she's like, she can't be selling those, though. <clears throat> so she sells them, then she's going to need the NFL license. It looked like it was a Nike jacket. Okay, yeah. it looked like it was a Nike jacket. It had the Nike swoosh on it, so I'm assuming that Nike probably does have a you know, licensing deal, and maybe maybe she's working through Nike. I don't know, but that was that was a that was a great idea. All right, give him a sports middle. Hand it over to BT and Sal. Coming up next, you know, it's a great idea because about 
10 years ago, I walked a guy into the NFL and said, we want to do snow jackets like that. And it never came to fruition. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop, And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.